Welcome back to yet another Bullshit Podcast. This is Jeremy, and I'm here with Dalton, as always. Uh, how your week been, Dalton? Uh, it's It's been an interesting week for sure, brother. It's been an interesting week. Uh, we'll, we'll get to why. Um, but, uh, I mean, really, I haven't been doing too terribly much. Um, trying to write some new guitar riffs. I wrote a couple new electronic songs. And I've uh, been doing my Let's Play for the JRPG Report Patreon. So other than that, it's been uh, nice. Oh, I beat and I beat Half Life, but we'll talk about that on the Steam Machine podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? What you been up to? Uh, yesterday, I had what was quite possibly the worst customer experience I've ever had in my store. Like it's up really? there. So I'm going to tell this story. Me and a couple of buddies hanging out in the stores. You know, kind of quiet. Guy comes up to the door. Well, I have a sign on my door that says mask recommended. It's been up for like a year, year and a half, whatever. I don't enforce it. I don't give a shit about it. I don't wear a mask when I'm in the store anymore. It's whatever. So dude goes back to his car, gets a mask, comes back in the store. Whenever somebody walks in the store, I say, hey, how's it going? Anything I can help you find? Completely ignores me. Walks through. So the way my store is set up, I used to have a game lounge in the back where people come like pay to play video games that closed during COVID, but I don't have any use for that space right now. So it's kind of just empty space walks through all the way to the back of the store through where there's nothing at. So I say again, is there anything I can help you find ignores me again, starts walking back up to the front. So I'm like, is there anything I can help you find? And he like looks at me. He's like, is this a retro game store? And I was like, yeah. And he like rolls his eyes and says, huh? And walks over. I was like, can I help you find anything just like that? Like, this is the fourth time I'm asking you fucking spit it out or leave. I'm like, is there anything I can help you find? He goes, well, I was looking for GameCube. Or he's like, how can you call this a retro game store? I was like, what are you looking for? He's like, I was looking for GameCube games. I'm like, well, we have a few on this shelf. They're super popular right now. So they sell pretty quickly. He's like. I don't know how you can call this a retro game store. At that point, I look at him, like, put my hands up. I'm like, this is a store. And then I'll point at the shelf with my hands. I'm like, those are retro games. And he's like, <laughs> I drove 40, like, gets an attitude. Like, I drove 45 minutes to get here. I'm like, sorry, if you live that far away and you're looking for something specific, you should probably call first. He's like, oh, I should probably call first. I'm like, you know what? Have a good day. He's and just like marches out of the store, right? Never <laughs> once actually looked at anything on any of the shelves. He literally walked in to bitch and complain. Like he didn't pick a fucking game up. He didn't look at the actual GameCube games we had. Literally fucking came in to rant and rave. So I tell my buddies, my buddies are like, what the fuck was that? I was like, the funny part, the door was still about a foot open. I was really hoping he heard me. I was like, man, I wanted to punch him in his fucking face. And apparently he didn't hear me because I was like, he'll be leaving a bad review soon. Um, Let me pull it up so I can read you verbatim the <laughs> review he left. Let's see. And it's a doozy too. Fuck uh, people like see. that. I just want to say. Do like- you like... I was pissed about it until I realized, like, I actually went on and looked at all the 10 reviews he had left for stuff. And literally, he had one five-star review for, like, a Hong Kong restaurant that I'm assuming he uh, he likes a girl who works there or it's a 
family friends business or something. But he's like, his review for mine is, this might be the worst game store I've ever visited in my life. It's a, quote, retro game store that has maybe 200 games in stock. They advertise Atari to Switch, but you can't really claim that when you only have one title for each system. Another blatant lie. Because how can you say I have 200 games in stock and then say I only have one game for every system? Um, <laughs> says the owner was rude, and even though they asked you to wear a mask to come in the store, he wasn't. Like I said, I got short with him because he was literally shit-talking my store to my face. And like, I am not going to sit here and listen to your bullshit. He says, I don't know how this place is in business unless it's a front to launder money. And I'm like, I was pissed about it, but like, I don't... I don't attack people when they leave shitty reviews from my store. If I can answer in a professional manner, I will. Like if they address legitimate concerns, I will yeah. answer them in like a professional manner. But I'm not going to go on there and be like, this guy came in my store, did not actually look at anything, just opened his mouth and started bitching about stuff. But then I like, I click on it. And like I said, he's got 10 reviews. All are one to two stars. He literally left a one star review for the IRS office. He left a one-star review for two different Wendy's because one of them, he ordered a large fry, but they didn't have large fry containers, so they gave him like two or three small fry orders. That was worthy of a one-star review. So I was like, I was talking to my mom last night, but I was like, I realize this is one of those people that he's just fucking miserable in life. And he's like, I just need to share this misery with as many people as I can. Misery loves company, good sir. Oh, yeah. And I tell people, like, owning a retro game store, I own the only retro game store with the the next closest one is about a 45-minute drive. So, and you know, hobby stores like this, reviews aren't as important. Because if you visit a town and you're super into collecting retro games and there's three stores in that town, you're just going to go visit all of them. You're not yeah, you're going to look at a one-star review and be like, oh, well, this said that, this guy said the store wasn't good, so I'm, I'm not going to go there. Like, you're just yeah. going to go visit it. And I've been to places before on vacation. I've driven, like, I, dude, when I went to Ireland, I took a 50-euro cab ride, because I didn't realize how far the place was, to visit a game store. And they had, like, one game I was looking for. That was it. But guess what? I didn't go in there and be like, I can't believe you don't have more inventory. This is bullshit. I talked to the guys for a while, you know, like, had a good conversation with them and left. That's just what you do. You take that gamble when you drive somewhere to check out a new store. And not only that, it's like, how is it the owner's fault about stock when they probably have what's available? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what uh, Jen was saying. She's like, how can you get mad at a place like I'm able to order this shit from a warehouse and have it in stock. It's like, that's not how this works. I get people no, all it, the time that come in. They're like, well, when do you expect to get more copies of this game? I'm like, I honestly don't know. It could be later today. It could be eight months from now. I don't know. It's all depends on when somebody has a copy of that game and says, you know, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to go sell it to the game store. Yeah. So, and yeah, it, what the fuck, man? Like, it, it's like the, do they want you to go and buy these like two, $300 games and then turn around and charge, you know, enough that you would make a profit from it and make it worth your time. Exactly. And then, and then they'll bitch about how expensive it is. Yeah. That's what I told a buddy. Of mine. I was like, I could have had the complete GameCube collection in stock and this type of person 
would have just bitched about the price or bitched about, you know, I wanted this game, but it doesn't have the manual or, oh, the case is not in good shape. So this is like he came in with the intention to be belligerent. So that's why when I realized that I was like, you know what? I'm done talking to you. Have a nice day. Like, I'm not going to sit here and get in a shouting match with you so that you can go online and say how I cursed you out and I did all the stuff that I wanted to do and I refrained from doing yeah, well, good so, on you. Good on you for holding your tongue because oh, yeah. I might have told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I wanted to so bad. And what's funny is like I have dedicated customers to my store. I have people that literally come in sometimes every day of the week. But like there's people who shop there. Those are the people I'm concerned about. Some dickhead who yeah. lives, lives an hour away and only leaves one and two star reviews for every business he visits. I don't care if he, like, I prefer him to never come back to my store because I don't want to deal with his ass anymore. South Park did a whole episode about people like that where yeah, Cartman Yelp was a reviews. Yelp reviewer. Yep. Dude, like, what? I've got, I've got a, a handful of negative Yelp reviews. Um, my buddy that owns a comic book store has a bunch. If you look at Yelp, the only people who use Yelp are people that like to bitch and complain about stuff. Nobody, I don't even know people who use Yelp to read reviews for businesses like i couldn't tell you one person i know in real life that says i was going to visit this business but i looked on yelp and their reviews were pretty bad so yeah. and it's you know, i see the same thing on steam where some of these games that get put on there where like there will be a bunch of negative reviews of people complaining about the dumbest things and then you'll see people give positive reviews like i don't really see what all the negative reviews are about like the game may not look the best but i mean it's fun you know, but people find one thing to focus on and decide to just shit all over it. You know what I mean? Yep. Or you'll have those people that are just like, say they ask for a review copy of the game and the people are like, who are you? Why will we give you a review copy? So then they go intentionally leave a bad review on the game because they didn't get a free copy of the game to play. Just stupid shit like that. It's always, they're always out there. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's not to even mention fucking review bombers. Oh, yeah that's a whole other oh, world yeah. of douchebags <laughs> yeah i've got i looked last night i've got like 118 google reviews and i'm still at like a four and a half stars so somebody looks on google they're they're not going to read every review they're going to be oh the store's got four and a half stars yeah i'll, I'll go check it out but that's what i told us like one other shitty thing that happened was i want to say it was christmas before last christmas eve at like 8 45 i had a voicemail from a girl voicemail literally goes oh, are you fucking kidding me your website said you would be open and i drove 45 minutes to get here and you're closed this is bullshit this is so fucking unprofessional and like hangs up i'm like if you're going somewhere on christmas eve and you're gonna drive 45 minutes to get there maybe you should pick the fucking phone up first and call and make sure somebody's gonna be there when you get there because yeah, a really I close at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. I close at 7 o'clock through the week and 6 o'clock on Sunday. So no part of the week at all am I open at 8.45 at night, especially on fucking Christmas Eve. Like, I got a kid at home. I'm going home spending Christmas Eve with my kid. Like, I don't have a kid, and I want to be home early on Christmas Eve. So Exactly. Yeah, like, it's we talked about it at the store yesterday. It's like, so many people are so fucking entitled now that it's like if you work in retail you serve them i'm like this is my store i don't give a fuck if you have sixty thousand dollars if you come in here with some bullshit i'll fucking send you away like i don't care yeah. i don't 
it's not my job to deal with your bullshit. In my store, the customer is not always right. Well, I was about to say the customer is always right. It's such a boomer mentality because yep. it it's just not that way anymore. Like maybe back before the internet when people couldn't just go and complain about every goddamn little thing they wanted to, you know, about whatever, maybe appeasing the customer, you know, because back then it was your local people, you know what I'm saying? But now the fact that somebody in Seattle could hear about your store and you might have a game they really want and they're like, oh, I'm going to go there. But if they don't call you, okay, I'm just going to use this as a scenario, and they don't call you and say, hey, I live in Seattle. I'm going to be out that way. I want to come get this game. Please put it aside for me. Now, if I were you, I'd be like, okay. And I'd put it aside for like a week. If he didn't show up, then. Well, what I tell people is I do same day holds. If you call me and say, I'm coming later today, I will set it aside for you. But say you live in Seattle. You're like, hey, I'll be out there next week. You have this game I really want. I'll say, okay, what's your email address? I will send you a PayPal invoice. You can pay it with your credit card, your PayPal, whatever. Once you pay it, I will put that game on a shelf in the back room until you're able to come get it. And I have people yeah. do that all the time. They live like you know, 30, 40 minutes away or they work and they'll send me a message on Facebook and say, hey, I saw you put this game out. I really want it. I'm like, okay, you want me to send you a PayPal invoice? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, do you want me to ship it or you want me to just hold it for you? They'll say, oh, you can just hold it. I'll come this weekend and pick it up. And I send them a PayPal invoice. They pay it. I set it aside. I don't care if it sits there for a year. It's paid for. Yeah, because it's, it's paid for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like in, in that situation, there would be no like a, a lot less of a chance for something negative to happen. But just these these people now that like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. I'm high, but I was just it. I, they're entitled and it drives me fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. And it's like this guy, it, if he had picked the phone up and said, hey, I live about 45 minutes away. I wanted to come out and check the place out. How's your GameCube selection? I would have said, oh, we only have a few games because they're super popular. They sell really quick when we get them. And that happens all the time. People call and ask questions like that. They'll say, do you have any Pokemon games? I'm like, sorry, we don't have any. Every time I put them out, they sell the day I put them out. Yeah. He could have avoided his 45-minute drive, probably in his mom's Toyota Camry, and <laughs> like avoided this whole issue, but he decided to drive out blind and check the place out, and then it was my fault that I didn't have the inventory he wanted. Like yeah. I, like he said, we probably have between two and three hundred games in stock. I keep my prices at what you can buy the stuff for on eBay because that's a competitor for me. That's a competitor for everyone now in hobby stores. Because if I have the game for a hundred dollars and you can go buy it for fifty dollars on eBay, why would you buy it from me for a hundred? You know, it doesn't make yeah. sense. So I keep my prices low. There's I have dedicated customers looking, especially for hot stuff like GameCube titles. So they will call and they say, hey, I saw you put out Wind Waker. Sit it aside for me. I'm on the way to get it. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, when they're when they're people that, you know, yep. like you see them like on a weekly basis. That's a lot different, too. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. hey, man, I'll be there later today. OK, yeah, man, I'll show you. Yep. And then like. Like I have one friend that her son collects, uh, like collecting all the Forza games. So I had like two of the steel books and one of the games he didn't have. And I told her, I was like, I'll just send them aside for you. And it was like a month, month and a half before she got up there. But I'm like, eh, she's going to come by them. She's not going to fight me on the price or anything. So I just set them aside for her. like, 
I don't mind doing that for people that actually come shop at my store and spend money. But like for you to just show up out of the blue without calling, without checking, like not even looking at anything in the store, just walking in and being like, this isn't the Walmart of retro game stores. So this place fucking sucks. I was yeah. expecting you know, 20,000 square feet of games to look through. I just, uh, I'm such a different person because so the only, the only game store locally, and I say local with quotes is in Palaka, which is about a 40 minute drive from here yeah. and it's GameStop, right? I mean, it's nothing special. Yeah. It's not, you know, but like me and my buddies would ride out there and I can't tell you how many times we've gone to GameStop and left with nothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But like, we just enjoyed the the ride and then we'd go find a restaurant and get a sandwich or something, you know, and like oh, yeah. they're make a make a day of it. Just don't be that fucking asshole who's like, Oh, I'm just gonna go do this. If it doesn't go the way I want, then I'm just gonna piss and moan. Fuck yep. you. Yep. I hope that dude's tire went flat. Uh yeah. Like I said, I hope he uh I hope he <laughs> borrowed his mom's car without permission and got grounded when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> like i said i was, i mean it happens it's, retail is retail like you're gonna have shitty customers um luckily being a specialty store most of the people who come there are looking for something specific but like i had one guy come in um i bought the business three years ago when i bought the business in march or well, april we moved it in july i think so I put up posters everywhere. I put up paid posts on Facebook so people would see it saying, if you have any store credit with the previous owner, bring it in before we move. And I will either, uh, well, I said, I will switch it to my store credit and then you don't have to worry about it. You can keep it as long as you want. Or the guy that owned it before me said up until, you know, the end of March, if anybody brought store credit in, he was just going to give them cash for it. And I was like, you know, so this was probably six months between the two of us. So I had moved the store and I had been moved for like a year. Guy comes in the store looking for two Wii remotes. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got some. And he pulls out the other guy's store credit. I'm like, I'm sorry. We stopped accepting that like a year ago. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, that was from a previous owner. I didn't get the items or the money that you got for that store credit. We only honored it until this date. Because he wanted to spend like, Wii remotes were like 40 bucks a piece. So he wanted to spend like, 80, yeah. get 80 bucks of merchandise for nothing, basically. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's how it is. And I'm like, I can offer you a discount or something if you want instead. He's like, well, I didn't bring my wallet in. Let me go get my wallet. And just goes, gets in his car and leaves. I'm like, dude, you went into a store and didn't even bring any fucking money in with you. Like, you haven't been to this store in at least a year to a year and a half, minimum. Like, fuck off. I don't, I don't want you coming in getting shit for free because guess what? That tells me once you get that free $80 worth of shit, you're never going to come back in there because you don't want to actually spend any money. So, like, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like, I have people that have a bunch of store credit now and say my business was to close down. That store credit's not going to be good anymore. You're not going to be able to use it anywhere. You can't, you're not going to come to me. I'm not going to be like, oh, let me give you money for it. I'm going to be like, fuck off. You should have used it while the store was open. <laughs> so I had yeah. one guy comment on something I posted and he was like, man, y'all never get good. He's like, y'all never get the stuff I want. I got like $200 in store credit. I'm like, sorry. Like, 
this is based on trade-ins and you know that i have no control over what inventory comes in the store it's just like people just don't fucking understand that yeah you know what i mean do they expect you to go thrifting every day or something well that's the thing that you can't even get stuff that way anymore because a it got so popular over the pandemic most of the thrift and goodwills and stuff have raised their prices astronomically, which I don't blame them for. They're a business. Why sell something for two bucks when you can sell it for four hundred? Yeah. And that's some that's a whole nother topic. There was a guy on Facebook bitching about Goodwill had a copy of like Gotcha Force or something, some GameCube game that was super expensive. I think it was Gotcha Force. And it was on auction on eBay because now Goodwill stores have an eBay store they sell all that expensive shit on. He was bitching about Goodwill charging almost retail for the game because he used to be able to go there and buy games like Gotcha Force for $2 and then he could sell them for like $400. And I was like, dude, how are you mad at a business because they're selling stuff at a reasonable price? They found your game out, man. Yeah. And he's like bitching. He's like, "This, this is how I make my money and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I make my money selling games. I'm not mad about it. I said, that's a business. And I said, and your your example's horrible because they put that game up for auction and it the auction went up to this price which means people were willing to pay this price for it they didn't put it on ebay and list it for five hundred dollars they put it on for like 99 cent if it had sold for 99 cent they just shipped it out they didn't set that price the market set that price you're just mad that they're getting the money instead of you and that's bullshit yep but yeah, I uh, like so. It goes back to like we said, people are very entitled now. Very much so, and people suck, and they're idiots. Yep. Um, I will say that like the games that I t- tend to look for in thrift stores, um, I honestly around here I don't find them as much, but I've heard that like the because I like PC games. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. They're a little less collected. I feel like than like older console games, yeah. especially like the Super Nintendo and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, granted, there are some PC games that are worth a absolute fuck ton of money, oh, but yeah. you're not going to find, you know, for every one like that, there are three on the Super Nintendo that are worth $500. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that that puts me kind of on another topic. Um, one of my buddies had a uh, comic book store. He closed his physical location and just does online now, and he's sharing a space with me in the store to, like, list his stuff and take trade, take, like, collections in and stuff do some of the shit he's buying like in a previous episode we talked about that nerf football that was worth like 80 90 bucks yeah dude he's been getting a lot of toys and stuff lately he got a four pack of wrestlers from like the uh, probably the early 2000s i think it was like john cena like stone cold the raw like that era of wrestling so it's like a big four pack of figures fucking thing sells for like 150 bucks on ebay I'm like, dude, it's four fucking like yeah. seven inch oh, tall dude. plastic action figures. Dude, literally it was a sealed box, like never been opened. I look inside of it and I see something. I'm like, what is that moving around in there? I swear to God, there was a mouse turd in it inside like <laughs> the plastic clamshell that held the figures in place. I'm like, that is a Chinese mouse turd right there that's been in this package for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody's gonna pay 150 bucks to put this on their show like pop Dude. figures that came out the wwe line that came out like earlier this year later last year say so he sold a scott hall pop figure for like 
want to say you said like 50 or 60 bucks that just came out like yeah. dude it's insane it, the figures collecting oh yeah has has gone through the roof and apparently trading cards have too oh yeah trading like, cards are which trading cards are starting to new trading cards are starting to die down a little bit because i've noticed going to like walmart and target I always look because they're supposed to be f1 cards and you know how i am about f1 so i keep looking <laughs> for those i'm like if i could find a box i'd buy them i think they would be cool to just open and look at never find them anywhere but like it used to be football and basketball the day they put it out somebody was there waiting for them to buy it all i've seen them sitting there for for weeks at a time now so i think that market's finally starting to die down a little bit pokemon cards have died down you can find those everywhere now yeah which makes me want to buy some because now that they're more available because like (laughs) the prices will go down a little bit you know what i mean then uh well my thing is like my my kid liked them and like it's fun sitting there like opening packs of cards and just oh what did i get it's like all the fun is in opening it because once you open it it's just stuff laying around your house yeah. But like the blind boxes, all that stuff, it's fun to to see what you get. Yeah, Courtney, uh, shout out to Courtney. Uh, she shared a TikTok channel with me. I think it was, it might have been YouTube. It was one of the two. Or it was just this channel where like these dudes, you buy boxes of Pokemon cards from them and oh, then yeah. they open them on stream and then see what you get and then they mail it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they and, do. Uh, uh, one of my buddies does that. They call them breaks, where basically instead of you buying a complete booster box for 100, 120 bucks, they sell. Usually, I think they do it by the type. So, like, somebody can buy a fire type, somebody can buy a grass type, water type, whatever. And basically, once you sell all the different types, I don't, can't remember how many they are. I know there's more than 10, but for simplicity's sake, say 10. So, instead of you buying a $120 box, you can buy one particular energy type for $10 or for $12. So that way, once all 10 hypothetically are sold, the person selling the cards gets their whole 120 bucks and then they open the packs and whatever energy whatever types you, get, you, you, you had, you get those cards. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's fun to do that. I used to do it with football cards where you pick a team and then you get the cards out of the box where like, it might be a $400 box, but there's 32 teams. So you can say, Oh, you know, like $12 a team or something like that. Yeah. They, they make I, their money off a $400 box and I only get the cards I wanted out of the box. Anyways. I was curious uh, when I was watching this particular video at how much the person they were opening for had spent because it was all for one. They made sure to keep saying it was all for this one person. Oh, yeah. And there were like, there was like uh about a, a foot long box of cards and then there were like packs of booster packs and then there was a whole other a whole set box and i was like dude that person dropped a thousand fucking dollars on pokemon cards and these people are just sitting here opening for them probably not that much because i said a booster box is it's about like this big but it's uh 36 individual packs in a box yeah and that's about retail fair retail price is about 100 to 120 depending on the set you've got people out there that's trying to sell them for more like i said a fair price for a box because i sold them i bought them wholesale and sold them in my store about 100 to 120 so you get 36 packs and then you know each booster box has like you know you're going to get like one like super rare uh like ultra rare 
full art card or whatever then you get like yeah. one of those in a box you get like so many rares in a box and you know stuff yeah, like ho- that holographics they have reverse oh, yeah. holographics now oh, yeah like there's so many different kinds now of pokemon cards that it's just like oh, holy yeah. shit and like to me i always like pokemon cards because i love the art on them i think the art's yeah. really cool um i never got I into agree. magic even though magic has really cool art on their cards but i just never could get into it um same with Yu-Gi-Oh. I have friends who are really into magic, so I've got some decks, you know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah, yeah, dude, there are some beautiful artwork on those cards. Dude, I used to date a girl who her she had brothers who were twins and they would play magic and we went to visit their parents in Indiana one one year and like they had some friends come over from their childhood and they were all sitting around playing magic. So I was like, I'll hang out and watch and I watched them play for like an hour. Still had no fucking idea what was going on. I was like, I, I, can't, get, I can't get into this. I'm not going to be able to keep up with it. Yeah, it, it took me a while. And unfortunately, or I guess fortunately and unfortunately, so I, of my three friends who were really into magic, two of them were really nice and helpful. And oh, yeah. one of them just liked to really fucking beat you. Oh, right. Yeah. And I will never forget when I finally beat Josie, I was like, you son of a bitch. Middle finger to you. I win. And I never played them again nice i i refuse they're like no we're playing again i'm like no 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 no. i won we're leaving on the end that made them so mad dude, so when, uh, mad it was so sweet i just savored it dude when <laughs> trivia crack was still like a big mobile game i remember uh, that holy shit i was wor- i was working at the plant and some of the some of the guys in my department got super into it i had played it way before then because i love trivia stuff and I deleted it off my phone. So I was like, fine. I was like, I'll re-download it. I'll make a new account. So I make it. I start winning. And like these dudes are challenging me every day. Dude, I won 20 matches without losing any. And I told him when I got to like 15 and 0, I was like, if I hit 20 and 0, I'm retiring. And like I hit 20 and 0, I was like, that's it. Deleted the app off my phone. They were so pissed. They were like, no, download it again. Download it. I want, I want to play you. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm twenty and zero, undefeated, undisputed champion of the glass plant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to have those little victories. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, it's just well, wonderful. That's, that's the thing is, my head is just full of useless knowledge that I have no figure, not figured out a way to monetize. Brother, I feel you. Because <laughs> like I feel like oh I could go on like jeopardy but like i'm not that smart because like i watched i watch those people on jeopardy i'm like holy shit how do they know all this stuff oh dude yeah ken jennings i'm no uh, ken jennings <laughs> no i'm not like i'm those guys make me look like i should be wearing a helmet and drooling all over the place like <laughs> i just have a brain full of useless knowledge i i think i've told this story before but the same person who was like really adamant about beating people at magic was the same person that i played in soul caliber 4 Oh. We, we had a bunch of my friends sitting in my house and I had created a character and I was playing through the story mode or whatever they had for Soul Calibur 4. So I had unlocked some armors and stuff and the way it worked is like your outfit and your custom armors could give you more stats. So oh. I had like three bars of health. Nice. And they were just bragging and bragging and bragging about how good they were at Soul Calibur 4. So I said, let's play. So I said, we can use customs. They're like, that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Let's do it. So we played and I wiped the floor with them. Nice. We played again. It was a little closer, but I won. And we played a third time. I wiped the floor with them again. They stood up, turned off the Xbox, and walked out of my house. Oh. Immediately, 
came back in, slammed the door, said, fuck that. We're playing again, but we're doing no special no special armors or anything, just regular characters. I said, <laughs> okay, okay. So I picked my same character, but we did the mode where none of that stuff matters. It's just aesthetic. Yeah. And I won, and they got up. They turned off the Xbox again. They got in their vehicle, and they fucking left. And I didn't see them <laughs> for a week and a half. <laughs> Dude, I went... Uh... I want to say I went to a concert and then I went to uh, a barcade with my buddy Justin, uh, call him Granddad because he was always older than the rest of us in the friend group. So he he loves Street Fighter, but like, now granted he had had a, a few drinks at the bar. He said, "Let's play Street Fighter 2. So I always picked uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the green dude? Oh 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 Blanca oh. or whatever. B- Blanca, yeah, yeah, Blanca. So I pick him because I think he looks cool. I don't know shit about Street Fighter. I've always sucked at it. I don't know the moves or anything. But I figured out the control for like him to do the that electric shock attack that he does. Yeah, buddy. So basically, I did that, and it knocks their character back. So I just ran up to him and did it again, and then ended up like pinning him up against the corner of the screen and just shocking him until he died. And like, dude, he got pissed because he was like, that's bullshit. You're just doing the same. I was like, sorry. I don't know how to play the game. <laughs> And like I dude, beat him like three times in a row, and he was like, "Oh, oh, let's let's play something else." There is nothing. Well, I should say there is almost nothing more entertaining to me than watching someone who is really good at a fighting game get beat by somebody who is button mashing because oh, yeah. they get so fucking mad because they have put so much time into yep. learning how that game works. And when someone just comes in, I don't know how to play, it, and they just beat them by pressing stuff. Yep. That is such a glorious thing to witness. Dude, every it used time. to happen to me as a kid because, like, I had Mortal Kombat and I took the time to like learn how to do the moves and combos and stuff. And then, like, my dad would come in there and just like just butt mash and beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, this isn't fair." <laughs> oh man, I had a buddy. Well, so the the opposite of that, I had a buddy of mine. You couldn't do that too. Literally, he played Tekken so much. He got to the point where he could play his king on Tekken and using one hand. He would beat you with a ten hit grab combo that you nice. could not block, nice. and there was just nothing. As soon as he started it, you were dead. That he was homeschooled, so he had a lot of time on his hands. So that kid, I remember he, he watching him beat his brother at Tekken using his feet. Nice. I'm like, bro, you should play some other games. <laughs> Dude, there's a guy on YouTube I watched. Uh, like I don't follow him or anything, but I watched the video he did because he had a Killer Instinct cabinet. Apparently, he's like a Killer Instinct YouTuber. And he has a killer NC cabinet. He's like, I'm going to see if I can beat the entire gauntlet only using one button. So, like, the joystick and one button. So, he's like, he picks his character. It's the, I say he's like Bulwark or something, the boxer guy from uh, Killer Instinct. Yeah. And just, like, one button beats the entire gauntlet and wins the game just using one button. I'm like, dude, I can't do that <laughs> using all the buttons. Like, if you put the character, my opponents at half health the whole way, I probably still wouldn't be able to get all the way through it. You know, it's funny, Killer Instinct, I always have like a, uh, a soft spot for that game because there used to be a local death metal band that I liked um, that their name was Full Gore, which I think nice. was a character in Killer Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think ki- he was like the killer- werewolf or something, or uh, I, I believe know, so. Or the robot that or- guy or something, I don't know. I'm sure there's like fighting game people listening to this going like, you fucking idiots, ah! Oh! Yeah, <laughs> did... Did Killer Instinct evolve into Bloody Roar, or was that just kind of no. like a different thing? In Bloody Roar okay. was a different thing, yeah. Because Killer Instinct, they they made one, ah, uh, shit, probably Recently, six, seven, they? eight years ago, yeah. 
because they kind of made it like you could get the game for free and you only had like two characters um and then you could pay for dlc to get like the rest then they put out like a gold edition that had all the characters and stuff but it's uh it's an xbox property now so okay which is cool you know because game, on Game Pass, you've got like the original Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct 2, like the arcade ports of it, and you've got the newer one on there. Um, I need you to check Game Pass for me um, for Xbox because I know it's not on PC. Because um, they have the old Rare Replay stuff on there, right? Yeah. 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 Is Conquer on that motherfucker? No. No. Damn. No. God. I Con- cannot. Dude. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Conquer is one of those that like it's it's an odd property. They don't really do reprint stuff of it or anything for some some. I don't know if it's like the voice acting contracts or something because I know Rare owns it. Rare owns Goldeneye, but the reason we've never seen a Goldeneye like remaster or whatever really is because you had Rare uh, who had license for the game, but then you had I think it's MGM has the license for James Bond. Then you had all the, since they used the actual faces and stuff, you had all the actors and actresses had rights to the game too. So to remake that game, you'd have to get rights from like a ton of different places. And so they're just like, it's not worth it. I think at one point, somebody was not playing ball. It was either Rare or MGM was like, "We're we're not signing off on doing it. Supposedly, since Xbox owns Rare now, supposedly they've gathered all the stuff and they're making a remake of it on xbox which if they do that i think it'd be pretty fun um i mean the campaign was decent on it it was nothing to really write home about but the multiplayer was where it was at back then and i think if they modernize that a bit make it better controls and make it online multiplayer it could be like nostalgia level amazing now, here's my argument for that. Well, okay, first and foremost, let me cover Conquer real quick, and then I, I do okay. have an argument. And it's not really an argument, really, but anyway, you'll see what I mean. So, I never played the original Conquer's Bad Fur Day on Nintendo 64. Yeah. I had the one that came out for the original Xbox. The Live and, it was and called Reloaded. Conquer Live and Reloaded, yeah. and that game was awesome, dude. And I there is no way to play it anymore that I know of, unless you own it and yeah. you have a backwards compatible Xbox. Yeah. And even then, I don't know if that game is backwards compatible. I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't think it is, but I'm not sure. Um, I would literally get an original Xbox to be able to play that game again. Oh, yeah. I, I had that game on original Xbox, and I had a complete in-box copy on N64, and ended up selling them both in the store. Ah. So. Oh, dagger to my heart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get that money, but... Um, so, okay, about GoldenEye. They could remake a game that, in my opinion, took what GoldenEye like the the seed the golden i planted and made it better yeah and they could not have to worry about all of that all of the fucking licensing and all that dude just fucking bring back time splitters like i'll go fuck i'll go one further than that um and it's a controversial thing it's a hot button issue when you bring it up perfect dark was a better version of golden but it didn't strike that lightning in the bottle like GoldenEye did on N64. Perfect Dark, like I even enjoyed Perfect Dark Zero on 360. I thought it was great. That franchise, I was really good like espionage, first person shooter. Yeah. But yeah, it just didn't get the love that GoldenEye got. I don't know if it was because of the James Bond licensing or 
just they got that that lightning strike of putting it out and people being like holy shit this is really fun yeah but i i just feel like in today's age okay so like with all the wacky fortnite characters and oh, yeah. the roblox stuff right there in time splitters back on the ps2 like your characters that you could play as you had normal characters but then you also had like a mannequin with a fish bowl for a head that had oh, a fish yeah. in it a sentient fish you had a demon little girl you had a fucking monkey you had a sentient big bear thing you know like there were so many wacky ridiculous characters and time splitters that i really think that that could do well these days you know i hate to say it i hate to say it because i really don't want it to be but fucking make a time splitters battle royal game like you know just do something to get the money and people invested in it so then you could have the money to make a new time splitters that's not a battle royal and i would be happy you know (laughs) what i would love to see and I don't think it'll ever happen. A new Clay Fighters game. I fucking loved Clay Fighters. And Clay Fighters was a blast. That was such a unique game because it was all stop motion claymation made into a video game. And it was just, that just blew my mind when it came out on N64. That like, holy shit, they actually made stop motion of every like action these characters could do in the game. And Didn't, didn't they call that clay fighters 63 and a half or something 63 like that. and a third yeah yeah <laughs> and then they <laughs> put awesome. out sculptor's cut which was a blockbuster exclusive and it was the same game but it had like i think two extra characters and it was a lot more polished and smooth like the frame rate was better and stuff and it was far superior to 63 and a third but it was a blockbuster exclusive so you could, all you could do was rent it and then when they sold them now it's dude i had a copy in my collection, I sold for a grand last year just Damn. for the cartridge. So that's wild, bro. Yeah. That's a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. Uh, let me. <laughs> so this week, I I decided to try something. I was like, I was bored, and I figured, let's just see how this goes. So I create. I wanted to see if men are pigs on both sides of the spectrum, and I wanted to see if there were you know like what what a guy can get as far as tender goes around here so i made a tender profile and i made a grinder profile all right now i just let them sit there for a week and i would respond to people and what i gathered okay is that uh i got two swipes i got two matches on tender one was somebody who i think lives in asia somewhere because all their profile was in a different language. Um, and Oh, and I did swipe right on everyone, right? Oh, yeah. Th- that's what I did every day. I would just log in and I would swipe right on everybody to see. And I got a match with another girl who I, who I like have been having very idle chat with. It's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like I'm talking to a machine or something. I don't, it's very strange, oh, yeah. right? On the other side, <laughs> on the other side, um, I have had a plethora of authors to get my dick sucked in my car. Um, I have had a plethora of offers of, uh, coming to some random glory holes. Um, and I've had a plethora of people who stopped talking, uh, to me when they went and read the profile and saw that, like, I was a big dude. They were like, oh, I don't uh, like fat guys. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so it's not much different on either side really other than like yeah men are men are absolutely still pigs so basically regardless of what (laughs) quote unquote dating app you're on there's a bunch of thirsty ass horny dudes out there and exactly yeah 
And that's now, what I was wondering. And when you when you explained this experiment to me, I told you about a story I had read, and I'll explain that on the show. There was a guy, I forget where he was oh. from, he did a similar experiment where I've always stood that apps like Tinder and stuff are almost 100% physicality-based. What you look like is all that matters. That's what this guy wanted to prove. So he got pictures, he got one of his friends, that super hot dude, to agree to let him use his picture puts his picture. I'm talking like six pack abs, nice full hair, just good looking dude. But in the profile, he puts down that he's a convicted child molester and that he's getting ready to go to jail for like beating his girlfriend or something like that. (laughs) Dude gets like buku responses and women are on there saying like, well, that's okay. Cause you know, we all make mistakes. I'd still like to hang out with you and stuff. So like, they're literally saying, and he's telling them in the message, like, yeah, I got arrested for having sex with like an eight year old or something like something fucking absolutely disgusting. And these women are like, well, you're hot. So that's okay. I still want to have sex with you. And it's like, dude. And what's funny is when he posted this shit, he didn't blur these women's names or pictures or anything. Like these are fucking garbage people but like since this dude is hot doesn't matter what he did and like you said meanwhile like i know you said you put your pictures on the tinder profile you didn't put any on grinder right no yeah i know i just put i just put my descriptions on grinder i did have a couple people ask me for a picture and i like send them just like a selfie i took in the mirror and half of the people i would send a selfie would stop talking to me (laughs) (laughs) and that's something my thing is like i've done online dating in the past and like i've never i'm not the worst looking guy in the world but i'm not you know a male model yeah Yeah. i'm no roman reigns (laughs) but uh you know just i don't and funny when i was single before i met uh i think i had just gotten divorced so i'm single i'm hanging out with a female friend of mine she's also single and i was like yeah tinder sucks i was like you know i don't get anything she's like what are you talking about so she shows me her tinder she has like 258 unread messages and she's like you know a bigger girl she's very pretty very well put together like she takes care of herself but like 258 unread messages she's like it's every she's like i'll swipe right and it'll be a match like every single time pretty much i was was like here i handed her my phone i opened tinder i was like swipe right on everybody you see and she sat there and swiped right until she ran out of profiles and didn't get a single match I told her, I was like, that's because if I had a picture of me up with like abs out and shit, I said, I'd be getting matches left and right. But because I'm on there being honest about myself, who I am, what I look like, all that, nothing. Fucking crickets. And dude, she gave me a phone because some dude messaged her and was like, I want to say he sent her a dick pic or he asked her if she wanted to meet and fuck or something like that, which dudes fucking stop. That shit does not work. But like she hands me her phone, I was like, let me talk to him. So I'm like, how big is your dick? And he says something like ten inches or something. I was like, that's it? That's all you got? I was like, I'll fuck anybody <laughs> with less than twelve inches. Like, dude, just fucking sit there and just talk mad shit to this dude until he finally stopped responding. Why is everyone's go to ten inches? Like that's like a there's lot, not that's a lot. There's not that many ten inch dicks out there. And like you said, most women don't really like a gigantic fucking dick. Like they don't want a 12, 14 inch dick. No, dude. From I've, what I've been told from female friends and stuff. From personal experience, and I'm not speaking by length, I'm speaking from girth. Like some girls are like, oh, oh shit, that's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. 
I, I fucked one girl and tore her pussy and I didn't mean to. You know what I'm saying? It just it happened. Oh, and yeah. I, we never fucked again because she told me my dick was too fat. And I'm like, man, what's this? not my fault. And that's not me bragging. Like that's that's actually a problem that I have sometimes. Where it's like uh, but I that makes me glad though that like I'm not one of these dudes who's a knee knocker like my buddy oh, Lyndon yeah. because that that motherfucker I from from the girls that I know that shit hurts their cervix and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's I don't know. there's stuff in there once you get past a certain depth and like you're sitting there slamming 15 inches into it, you're knocking shit inside of her around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, fucking hey, dude, I feel bad for. Him. But yeah, my my experiment basically proved what I was thinking is that yeah. dudes are fucking perverts. Yeah, dudes are <laughs> dudes are horny and thirsty as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, I've sure. never I've never sent a dick picture to a woman who did not ask for it. Like if you if I was talking to a girl, you know, flirting around and shit, she asked for it, okay, sure. But I've never like, oh, let me open a conversation with a picture of my dick. Cause do I've talked to women that I know, they're like, dicks are not pretty. Like they're not like if you just send me a picture of a dick while I'm driving or sitting in my office, it's not gonna turn me on. She's like, I'm gonna yeah. be like, ew, this guy's fucking gross, and I'm gonna just block you. Yeah, it's very like I've had girls ask me like, let me see it, but that's oh, yeah. you don't just send it, and no. like dudes who do that have ruined a lot of good things for like yep. normal people. <laughs> yep. Um. So on this semi subject, uh, I have to tell this story. So. I went on a date with a girl one time and it went good and we had, you know, hung out a few times and she comes over this one time. And this was the last time I ever saw her. And this was not on my account, but kind of on my account. Like you'll, you'll see. Oh. So we're hanging out and I say my back hurts and we had just got done. Uh, ha- like I think having sex and she was like, oh, I'll rub your back for you. So she sits down on my, on my back. I'm wearing my shorts with no shirt on and she starts rubbing my back. Well, she gets up when she's done. She gets up off me and she's staring at me. She's staring at my ass. Right. And I just looked at her and I just thought she was like looking at my ass. That's whatever. And she doesn't say anything. So we get up and we lay in bed and we cuddle and we go to bed. We go to sleep. So the next day, like we wake up, uh, she gets her stuff and everything. She needs to go home. So I take her home. I come back to the house and I go and I start playing my video games. Now, I have these big blue pillows that are like body pillows, right? And they're right. both on. She had like made up my bed, so they're both on my bed. So I'm playing games and stuff. So like it's like hours later, I'm doing something and I move one of the big blue pillows, and there is like a. I know, listeners, you can't see this, but there's probably a little, like a grapefruit about. Probably so. About that big of a circle of blood on my oh. bed, and I'm like, okay. At this point in my head, I'm like, I had been to the grocery store with my mom and stuff and I go into my bathroom and I turn around and I look in the mirror at the back of my shorts and there's just this crusty blood stain on the back of my shorts that I had been walking around with all day. Man. And I was like, okay, for one, I'm sure she was embarrassed and didn't want to say anything. But if you're a girl and you're listening to me, if that happens just tell me like i'm not gonna get mad like it's a natural thing that happens and i understand that there are probably guys out there who would handle it differently and that's probably why she didn't say anything but the fact that i had to find it and then she never talked to me again i was like what the fuck man (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of shitty like i mean 
like you said, it's a natural thing. It happens. Like, just just be like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And you're like, what? And then, be yeah, like, okay, I, I'll I, go throw these shorts in the wash real quick. I have feminine product stuff in my bathroom for when yeah. that happens to my female friends and they're over here. Like, yep. just tell me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, guys, always keep some pads, pads or tampons or in your bathroom of your bachelor pad. The lady you have over will appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do under the cabinet have you a now, little stash of feminine hygiene products? That being stuff? said, like, don't leave them out in the open and don't no. like I don't know, it's weird because like if some women will go in, see that there's feminine products in your bathroom and be like, Oh my god, do you have a wife or a girlfriend? You have me over here cheating? It's like, no, that's for that's for your use. Like I had the yeah. employee bathroom at my store, I put a trash can in there and I had a female employee at the time and I was like, Hey, this is your trash can. I was like, I have no reason to throw stuff away in the bathroom. Just know there's a bat, there's a trash can in the bathroom if you need it because you have wrappers and whatever else you need to throw away. So I'm going to make sure I provide that. I was like, I always told my employees, if there's anything you need, let me know and I will figure out how to get it in place for you. So I'd rather you be like, I need this and I get it for you. than you just go without and be upset without saying anything. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's like uh, when I worked in the grocery stores and the female bathrooms, they had the, uh, like in each stall, there's like a metal box oh, yeah. with a with a bag in it. And like, that's what that's for. Dude, so, speaking yeah, I, of, I was telling this story the other day about how gross some people are. I worked at a place called Adventure Island when I was 16. It's like a putt-putt arcade I don't place. I don't even try one. Yeah. And uh, dude, I got sent into the women's bathroom to clean it one night, right? Some chick had taken her tampon out and laid it on the seat of the toilet and just left it there. Like that is the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, why? It's close to most. <laughs> I'll tell the story of the most disgusting thing, but that was more funny. This was just gross. Um, but yeah, dude, working in places like that, I've realized women are far grosser in public bathrooms than men are. We might piss in the floor from time because. Ladies, if you don't know, sometimes when you're a guy, the hole in the head of your dick will just like partially glue itself together and you go to piss, you'll be aiming at the toilet and it'll spray the wall and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You got to try to like aim it. It's like it doesn't always just a hundred percent. I always give the head of my dick a squeeze before I piss for oh, the yeah. exact reason. The best thing to do is you know, like like stretch that hole or squeeze it or do something, you know, break break it up a little bit. Uh, it's just a natural thing. It happens, but sometimes you'll get two two piss streams going out like a V. You'll get yeah. the fucking contra spread attack where like you just shit's just spraying in a fan. But to to tell the grossest story, went with some friends to the lake one time and we're going in the bathroom to uh, change. So my buddy's with me, goes in the first stall. So I go to go in the handicap stall, right? Go in there, and I'm not lying to you, Dalton. From the front of the toilet bowl, up the, across the seat, up the tank, and then about five and a half feet up the wall is just shit sprayed. Like you sprayed it with a fucking hose. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And uh, my buddy's in there. He's like, what? I was like, come in here and look at this. He goes, he's like, what the fuck? And the only thing I can think of, did you watch the Chappelle show? Yeah. 
do you remember the slow motion episode where he was saying like stuff's cooler in slow motion and he's like some stuff's not cooler in slow motion he's like here's me taking a shit and he's like just shows him taking a shit he's like here's me taking a shit in slow motion it's like him taking a shit and then like he just like rockets off the toilet and flies across the room that's what i imagine this person did they shit so hard they literally like propulsed themselves off the toilet and out of the stall because like it literally looked like a, a six and a half foot guy went in there turned around bent over spread his cheeks and just went <laughs> but like dude, dude the funniest <laughs> the funniest part of it is one of the maintenance guys was outside and my buddy knew him from high school or whatever he's like yo he's like come in here and he comes in there he's like hey look in that back stall he goes and he's like, fuck this shit. I ain't cleaning that goddamn shit up. Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm going fucking home. Fuck this place. Like, he just fucking storms out of the bathroom. And I don't know if he fucking quit or what, but he's Bro, like, he was not cleaning that mess up. I have a fucking similar situation. When I was working at Harvey's, uh, I got called into the women's bathroom because the handicap stall, um, there was shit on the toilet, on the tank of the toilet, and on the wall next to the toilet. Uh. And I looked at the person who called me in there and I said, dude, I'm not cleaning that up. And they were like, you're the bagger. That's your job. I said, I will go the fuck home. Yep. I was like, I will th- I will add vomit to that pile of shit. <laughs> yep, I was like, it ain't, it ain't going to fucking happen. And uh, they ended up making somebody else clean it up. I don't remember who. It was another bagger. But I was like, dude, I'm not fucking doing it. I got that. Uh, shit I can deal with. It's throw. I can't deal with throw up. The kid, the dog, whatever. I can't deal with puke. And when I was working at Adventure Island, we had one of those indoor play place things with the ball pit and the little tunnels you crawl through and stuff. Some kid had went in there and puked all over the place. And they uh, told me, they're like, we need you to go clean it up. I was like, first off, I was like six foot something over 200 pounds. I was like, I'm too big to be crawling around in there. Second off, I don't do puke. I was like, if you want me to clean that, consider it my resignation. I'm going home. And they were like, no, no, we'll get somebody else to do it. Like, they got somebody else to clean it. I was like, I can't. If the kid is shit everywhere, okay, I can handle that. For some reason, I cannot. Like you said, I would go in there and I would just add to the pile and then fucking leave. Dude. And I have this vivid memory in my head, too, of back. First of all, you say it, throw up in a ball pit? Yeah. So you got to take oh all that God. shit out, wash all those balls in, like, diluted bleach, clean the whole area out, and put all that shit back. Okay, yeah. This this is not as bad as that. Um, I was at home, and it was me and my buddy Adam, and uh, we were playing guitar together. And I, at the time, I had a dog named Isis, and she was, like, old and you know not doing so well and i think she she was i think she needed to go to the bathroom or go outside and i said okay so let us play one more song and you know i'll take you outside took a sip of my drink which was just a glass of water and i set it back down on the ground we started playing guitar again that dog walked over to my glass of water (laughs) and diarrhea shit in my glass of water (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and me me and adam both went Oh God! So we're both trying not to throw up. I'm trying to clean it up. I'm fucking die. So I let Isis outside. She goes out there and finishes her business or whatever. I was just like, oh my God! She was what, like, I'll what? show you to drink a glass of water when I need to shit. That's exactly it. Was always she was like, I'll fucking show you, motherfucker. You make me wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was just so perfectly timed that I wish uh, I had filmed it as gross as it was. <laughs> Because he would have made a fucking brilliant YouTube video. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. I missed that dog. She was a good dog. Um, Okay, so 
another quick another uh, topic that we have here what movies and tv shows like absolutely just scared the shit out of you when you were a kid i've been thinking on this and i can't really think of a lot that like scared me as a kid um because you know like we watch horror movies and shit but they were on cable so all the all the really good stuff was cut out of them but i'll let you i'll let you take the reins of it and see if i can think of anything Okay, so as far as TV shows, I can remember this one particular episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. And which is weird because of how much I love vampires now, this might have been like the seed of that. Um, there was an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where they like go to this theater to watch like Nosferatu or something. Oh, yeah. And something happens and the vampire comes out of the screen and they start finding people dead with just bite holes in their neck. And it just, it scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid. I couldn't handle it. I was crying and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, it'd be cheesy as hell and I'd laugh at it. Oh, yeah. But, but when I was younger, that shit terrified me. And I was around the same age when I went to a buddy of mine's house who lived next door to my grandparents in Jacksonville. And his name was Gage. And we watched Pet Cemetery on vhs so it was completely uncut right and that little fuck that little fucking baby who stabs his mom to death and bites the throat out of that guy spoilers for pet cemetery uh his name is gage so gage thought it would be funny and people wonder why i'm fucked up now gage thought it would be funny to then after the movie was over just start blankly staring at me and then walk to the kitchen and got a knife and just started walking slowly towards me with the knife and like swinging it towards me and i'm like I'm like seven, oh, yeah. you know, eight. I was fucking terrified. Once I finally got away from him, like I went home to my grandparents' house and just like had a meltdown. But like fucking a, bro, it was terrifying. <laughs> I'm scarred from that shit. There was a lot of other shit I went through with Gage that I won't get into on the show. But like, the, fuck I, that dude. I wasn't a kid. I was like 19 or 20 when I watched the uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Um. And, like, it didn't really scare me, but I would watch it at night, and I lived in the country, right? So I watch it, <laughs> then I'm laying there trying to sleep, and, like, the trees are rustling outside and stuff, and you're like, it just gives you that fucking eerie feeling, like, fucking there's zombies outside. So like, let me turn on, like, Family Guy or some shit and watch this before yeah. I go to bed. Oh, brother. Dude, I have another vivid memory of, of something very similar, dude. I was at my buddy Neil's house. At his dad's house. Now, his dad lived in the middle of Interlochen. Now, I know you don't know what Interlochen is, but it's just like woods, right? So we're in this trailer, and his dad's like, you know what we ought to watch tonight? House of a Thousand Corpses. Nice. And I'm, I'm like 13, 14, so I was just like, yeah, sure. You know, We watched it, and while I loved that movie, at the time, it freaked me the fuck out, right? So I'm laying there trying to sleep. They've both fallen asleep during the movie, so I'm the only one that watched it all the way to the end. So I'm laying there, and it's now just looping the DVD menu loudly. With fucking Captain Spaulding just yelling at you and shit. Yeah, and I don't know how to turn it off. So I'm trying to sleep, and I'm like laying on this couch next to a window that has no shades or anything. So I'm looking out into the woods, and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just fucking, yeah. One funny story. I was like 19 or 20 still. Um I was dating this girl named Kristen. She's over at my house, like spending the night. So we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, are you sure you can handle this? Cause she was kind of a, a chicken when it came to that stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, go to bed, sleep. 
behind my house was a like a warehouse kind of building that this guy rented out. The guys renting it were a few Mexican guys that did those chainsaw sculptures, right? You know, the ones they take like a tree. Do cha- so, dude, she's laying. My bed was up against the wall. She's laying against the wall. I'm on the outside of the bed. Dude, 6.30 in the morning, they fire those fucking chainsaws up. I never forget. I'm woken up because she literally just like levitate jumps over me screaming and like falls in the floor beside the bed because the fucking chainsaws <laughs> fired up. Dude, it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like, yeah, just, and she was like four foot 11 and just like, it just fucking springboards over me and just thumps in the floor. Oh, that same place I live was a shitty single wide, right? I had mice bad in that place because it was old, like seventies model single wide, just wore out just sleeping. I had one of those footboards. It was like the old, like wood footboard with the little spindle across the decorative spindle yeah like i remember i had my foot up on that and i'm asleep and i'm kind of like just asleep you know like i'm still kind of conscious of what's going on and i feel like up my leg and like a fucking mouse is like walking up my leg so i just like kick my leg and i hear a little thump against the wall i was like oh i was like just done nothing happened just go back to sleep <laughs> Dude, fucked up part. I don't do snakes. I fucking hate snakes. But I had, you know, mice to the point I set traps and shit. Like, they've, I saw like several mice at once sometimes. Like, nothing I did would get rid of them. All of a sudden, the mice are gone. I'm like, stupid me is like, oh, cool. Maybe they moved out. Nope. <laughs> I'm dating that same girl, right? We're, I'm watching college football. Halftime starts. I'm like, hey, let's walk to the mailbox. Well, mailbox is like a 150, 200 yards away. So I had this piece of plot, like a countertop I propped the door open with because I didn't have air conditioning. So I moved that, closed the door. We walked to the mailbox, come back. I opened the door and bend over to pick that uh, countertop up to prop the door open. And she screams. She's really dramatic, though. So I'm like, whatever. She probably saw a mouse. I look up. There's a fucking, uh, what is it? I think it's like a rat snake, the black snakes with like the white belly. Yeah, yeah, black this snake. motherfucker like a black is racer. inside my house, across the doorway. He's like six and a half feet long. He's probably like this big around in the middle, like fucking a small pancake. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do snakes, so I'm like, what the fuck? And I go over to my neighbor's house, and I'm like, hey, I need you to come get this snake out of my house before I burn the whole place down. So she comes over or they come over. She's like animal rights person. So she's like, don't kill it. Don't kill it. I was like, no, I want it dead. I want its family dead. <laughs> I'm like fucking going full <laughs> mafia. And like she stops her boyfriend from killing it. It gets away into the woods, whatever. I'm like, dude, like I had to work third shift that night. So I was like, I ain't sleeping here. It's whatever. I'll be at work all night. She left, went back to her parents' house. She's like, I won't be here by myself. She was kind of small. Like that snake might could have ate her if it tried to. <laughs> Dude, I don't do snakes either. I um, fucking hate them. I I like I like looking at them like at zoos and stuff like when they're behind uh, glass because I find them very interesting creatures. But I don't want to hold it. You I, know don't what I'm even, I don't even so, want to look at them. My my ex girlfriend one time I'm at, we're at her house. I'm laying in bed. I think we had like just had sex or woke up or something anyway she was in the shower she comes running into the fucking bedroom naked soaking wet uh-huh. and i'm like what what the fuck and she goes there's a fucking snake in the bathroom and i was like 
Uh, so my heart immediately starts pumping a million miles an hour because I'm the man of the house. I have to go do something about this, but I am fucking terrified of snakes, right? Like, okay. So I go in there and it's a, it's a baby snake. Like it's curled up. It's about this big around curled yeah. up. Like, so about how big around as your snake was in width was yeah. my entire snake in a coil. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I said, I need you. And she's still buck ass naked. I said, I need you to get me a big Tupperware. I said, okay. And get me a folder that is not going to be flimsy when I yeah. put it under, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She goes, okay. So I got the, t- I got the t- uh, Tupperware thing and I'm looking at this snake and it's in the corner. So like this was a walk-in shower type thing. So it was like in the corner between the wall and where the shower started. Yeah. But this was a square-ish Tupperware thing. So I was like, okay, so I, can, so I got it over the snake and I kind of wiggled it around a little bit and got it in there, right? Yeah. And this snake is now going fucking nuts inside this Tupperware thing, yeah. moving around, trying to bite. So I'm holding it there and I'm like, got this fucking folder and I get that folder up under it and I'm holding this fucking snake. And I said, go open the door. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw this as hard as I can and I will pick all this shit up later. Yep. She goes, okay. They lived on a lake, right? On a, on Lake Santa Fe. So I just went out there. I took it and I threw it towards the fucking lake. And then I ran back inside and we shut the door. Yeah. And then I found the area by the front door that had been not sealed good and I sealed that motherfucker immediately. Yep. But she had taken pictures of it. Before, like So she posts some online. Turns out, it was a baby moccasin. Uh, now, for those of you who are unaware, <laughs> if, that snake would have, up in the south. if that snake would have bit me, this show would not be happening right now. I'd be fucking dead. Yep. Um, because babies can't control their venom release. So yep. that baby would have bit me and filled me with its entire supply of venom and I'd be yep. fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I had that talk with my kid the other day because he was talking about baby snakes. I was like, just understand if a mama snake bites you, it's going to give you a little bit of venom. So, but the babies can't control their venom output, so they will bite you and they will empty their venom sack into you. And so you will die quicker from a baby snake than you will from an adult snake. So anyone out there who didn't know, that is fact. If a baby snake, venomous snake bites you, it will kill you faster than a full grown snake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And the, I, I let me tell you though. Let me tell you though. I got fucked good that night. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was Mister Savior that day. <laughs> Back to the uh, the mice in that in that single eye. Right, I'm dating that girl, Kristen. She's there too, and she was a very very sheltered child. So I had to set a mouse trap in the spare bedroom, which is where I just basically had all my junk stored. So she's like, I want to do it. I want to do it. So I'm like, okay. So I show her how to set a trap, put the peanut butter on it. She takes it in there, sets it, sets it in the floor. She's all proud. We go in the living room and it's like the old school wooden mouse trap. So, you know, you hear them if they go off. So we're sitting there, we hear that pop and start hearing it flop around, right? And she's like all excited because she got her first mouse, right? We go in there. Until she saw it. No, we go in there. It's worse. It's worse. Go in there. In the trap is a mother mouse. I'm talking nipples hanging and everything. Sitting next to it is this teeny tiny little like kidney bean sized mouse just staring at the mom. Me being the asshole that I am, I turned to her and said, what did you do? She fucking starts like hysterically like bawling crying. (laughs) Like, dude, I was like, it's a mouse. It's fine. Like, 
So like, she's freaking out because she killed the mom of at least this one baby. This baby saw it. I don't know if there are more babies set. I will say that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, like but. I said, being the dick I am, I just fucking like laid it on her thick. So I go get like a box and a piece of paper and like sweep the little baby mouse in the box. And he's like jumping around. I take him outside and I'm like, this is your one opportunity. It's like, go the other way. Do not come back in my house or I'll put you in the toilet and like dump him out in the grass. And he runs off and I'm like, okay, I go tell him like he's outside. He's probably going to get eaten by a predator, but he's not my problem anymore. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, dude, she was fucking mortified. That she killed this fucking mom in front of its baby. I, I would have been too. I'm not gonna lie. I would have. I would have raised that baby as my own. I'd have felt so fucking bad. <laughs> really. Oh man. Um, like this thing was fucking teeny tiny, and like yeah, the mom. Like I said, still had nipples hanging. Everything. She was still like feeding the babies, and yeah, she felt oh. so fucking bad. I bet she's never set a mouse trap th- since then. <laughs> I bet not. I bet not. Um. All right, let's see. Well, we got one one other topic before we get into the song of the week and then community questions. Um, and I was just curious about this. Um, what were like? What are some songs from games that just get stuck in your head and you can't get them out? And and, and what spawned this is I was walking around my house today. I have not played this game in forever, but I was walking around just going la da 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 Katamari Damacy, la da 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 da, and I'm just like, why is that so fucking catchy? For me, I've got a couple examples. Um, one is all the like classic, like eight and sixteen bit, like the Mario theme, the Zelda theme, yeah. Sonic. Like if I hear even a little bit of it, I'll just be like, da 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 da. da. Oh, but bro, then, hold uh, on. That that one Sonic song. Oh my god, so fuck good. Okay, sorry. Yep. Continue. Um. And then, uh, I don't know if you played Death Stranding, uh, a lot of the Death Stranding, uh, you started it. The first song that plays when you like walk out into the world is called, uh, Serious by Low Roar. And it's like, the chorus is like, don't be so serious. I'll get that song in my head from time to time. It's absolutely (laughs) like, that's a song I will play if I'm like having trouble falling asleep. I'll just put that song on that soundtrack is absolutely great like just peaceful ass music and i tell people they're like oh that game is boring i'm like that game is peaceful as shit because like you're you don't really even have to deal with enemies if you don't want to because it kind of lets you know like where the enemy areas are and you can just detour around them if you don't want to deal with them to me i uh, I saw i saw an article uh yesterday and i was like i did the exact same thing the guy was like the game is so peaceful that i didn't even finish it because all i wanted to do was build the interstate system because basically as you go like you can build bridges and roads and stuff. that's what i got obsessed with was going to these little hubs and building the roads because once you build the roads that game is fucking cake you get in a vehicle and you just drive from destination to destination on a smooth highway um what's cool is as you build shit like the acid rain and stuff deteriorates it so you have to upkeep it too but man that game is so fucking fun yeah i was uh, reading that article and the whole concept of time fall oh yeah is some of the coolest shit ever and i i want i hope kojima eventually makes a movie and i say that because i was watching a xbox 
an outside Xbox uh, live stream one time. It was like E3 or something that they were covering. And they were watching this. There was just this scene where it was Norman Reedus yeah. from Death Stranding. And he just walks into this room and he sees a box and he gets the box down. And Andy is like, oh, is, is this is this something to do with Metal Gear? Oh, he's, he's super happy, right? And, he, and then Mona Marita sets the box down and he just hops in it and squats down. He sits in the box for a minute and then he gets out and puts it back up. And Andy goes, what the hell was that? Yeah. Just make a film already, Kojima. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, I mean, technically the the final cutscene in Death Stranding is like 90 minutes, so he's he's made a bunch of movies. They're just in video games. Yeah, they're the endings of Metal Gear and Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh like you said, it's the the idea of Tom Fall in that game was so unique. So for anyone who hasn't played it or doesn't know about it, when it rains in the game, the rain there's something particular about the rain that everything it hits, it ages very quickly so basically if you're out in the rain you're either wearing a protective suit or they have these time fall shelters you can go and hide under and basically it keeps you out of that time fall um and I like you will die and it's cool because like when you're watching some of the like the one of the first cut scenes you're like in the suit riding a motorcycle and you see like it starts raining there's birds flying beside you and they just like turn gray and drop to the ground like it's it's fucking cool i think like at one point in the cutscene, he sticks his hand out in the rain and his hand gets all like wrinkly like an old person like it's that game is so fucking good but it is a grindy ass game and you're gonna put a lot of time into walking around and stuff so it's not for everyone but it's a beautiful game like the graphics and the cutscenes are absolutely gorgeous and but games like that like when you're doing the walking wandering around and stuff like if it's got the music for it it's fine oh yeah like oblivion skyrim those games a lot of times you're just kind of wandering but that's those soundtracks that just play that keep you immersed you know and i will say because i know you haven't beaten the game the whole game you're gonna be like what the fuck is going on like i have no clue what's going on but then once you get to that 90 minute cutscene at the end everything's explained and you're like oh shit that's really fucking cool like the the bridge babies the whole game you're like what the fuck are these babies that they're using and then once you get to the end you're like oh shit that makes so much sense holy crap it's this is amazing like yeah. kojima that. kojima is a hell of a storyteller i uh, i think the next time i make some money i'm gonna get the uh the director's cut upgrade yeah. it's like 10 bucks if you already yeah. own the game so i might do that just for the upgraded fidelity and the graphics and yada yada but supposedly that stuff's not super up like super different um but they added a lot of features like they've added like races and stuff like that and all kinds of different things oh that's cool because i was gonna buy the director's cut i was like before i do that let me put the game in and play it again play a little bit of it and see if i'm actually going to get my money's worth put it in tried to load up my save file and play it had no idea where i was or what i was doing i was like yeah no i'm not gonna do it now because if i do this i'm gonna have to start like a new game plus or something and it's just not gonna work yeah i feel that man i've I've done that with uh like i bought persona 5 royal and still haven't gone back to beat it oh yeah you know um but yeah there's just some songs in games that really like catch me and they get stuck on my fuck like i said the, the katamari damacy song um there was another katamari game and the song is in other katamari games it's called rolling oh no i'm sorry it's called lonely 
Lonely Rolling Star. That was hard to say. Um, Sounds like a Kid Rock song. <laughs> there, there used to be a phone game that I guess was only around for about a year and a half, but I did play it for a while called Tap My Katamari. And it was a blast. And that sounds like a Kid Rock song too. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a the, the 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 version of Lonely Rolling Star on that game was fantastic, and now you can only find it on YouTube because the game's not there anymore. But uh, yeah. I it just it gets stuck in my head. Oh, Lonely Rolling Star. It's just such like cheesy J-pop. It's just wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then like you know I know you mentioned the. Uh, like Sonic and Mario and things like that. And oh, yeah. the other the other games that I could think of that have music that just gets stuck in my head are Neon Falcom games like Trails in the Sky. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a little acoustic song. I think it's like called like the Cat on the Window Seal or something like that. But it's just it's this little acoustic song that plays every now and then it's fucking beautiful. It gets stuck in my head. Um, and then in Ease, which this is going to wrap us into our songs of the week because this is my song of the week. Yeah. It's a song from the game Ease 8 lacrimosa of dana and it's called sunshine coastline and like after everything happens in the beginning of a game and then you're on the island that the game takes place on this is the first fucking song you hear and it is such a welcome to your adventure motherfucker type song nice. it's so good so yeah nice so that's your song of the week uh mine yep. i picked was uh it's a guy i think it's called i think it's pronounced prof like professor uh, it's a rapper. He's got a song called Bar Breaker that I've been listening to a lot lately. And it's just like basically braggadocio, but it's just the, the beat's really good. Um, his cadence is really good and it. it's just a fun song to listen to. So that's my pick for the week. Hell yeah. I'm sending those to the chat so I remember to put them in the... Uh, yeah. Our memories are terrible. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's roll into some community questions, then, my good sir. Let's do it. <laughs> Coming from Cthusius Expendable Jeff. If you were to go back in time and experience an, a historical entertainment event, be it a famous wrestling match, a historical race, a baseball game, etc., what would you want to go see? So my first answer is. Uh the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix in F1. Um, just a, and it kind of sucks to say I want to go back to that because it like monsoon rained for hours during that race. So I'd be stuck in that. But like Jensen Button, uh, I think he was in a wreck. He had like two flat tires and still came back to win that race. And it was just absolutely monumental. Like it made me a Jensen Button fan. So that's what I would want to go back and see in person, I think. Oh yeah, um, man, I I've been thinking about this. Like, there are a handful of wrestling matches that I really like to go back and see. Um, I'd like to go back and see Hulk Andre. Yeah, you know, I'd like to go back and see uh, Macho Man Ricky Steamboat or Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair in any of their three. Um, and I would like to see like Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels retired. Ric Flair. But if I was going to pick a match and go back to see it in person and be there like front row, it would be, I think it was the first ever Hell in a Cell. If not, it was one of the Undertaker first Hell in a Cells. Huh? No, it was, well, no, that's another one. But that's no, one Undertaker, I would love to go back and see front row. Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a, 
balls to the wall fucking match and it was so good going back and watching it those two are masters at what they do and I would just love to be able to go in there and just watch that psychology take place as it's going on now for the spectacle of it yeah Mankind versus Undertaker probably would be the show to be at I think if I could stand in that corner where like the barricade comes and then like shuts out for where the announcers tables are if I could stand right there in that corner and see him firsthand go crash through that announcers table I, I think that'd be awesome to see I could picture you leaning over the, the barrier just being like, you should have shaken my fucking hand, man. Yeah. You should have shaken my fucking hand. Like, this is what you get. <laughs> you know what you did. That's, you know what you did 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one day, you'll fucking know. Like he, he's laying in the rubbish of the table, and I, like, jump the barricade, lean over and whistle to him, like, you're going to meet me in, like, 20 years. You better shake my fucking hand. <laughs> 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 oh god that'd be so funny um but yeah i mean that you know i think that would be wild i also think it'd be wild to see the match that uh where triple h tore tore his quad and then finished to the, the rest of the 20 minutes or so with the uh, match. Yeah. like god damn i might add my one horny fuck boy one too uh go back and see uh there was a band what were they called like tutu or something like that there was two oh, tattoo. tattoo tattoo yeah I'd go back to one of their early concerts and sit front row because apparently they got in a lot of trouble because they were a lesbian couple and they would break out into full out lesbian sex on stage in front of the crowd during concerts. Like if I could be front row for that, that'd be kind of (laughs) cool. Fun fact about that band. That was a complete act. Like they weren't actually lesbians and, but, but they played lesbians on TV like doctors and um apparently when people found out that they weren't really lesbians there was like a huge backlash about it my thing is that they were actually having sex on stage i mean that that makes them something (laughs) yeah uh i would like to go and see the rammstein concert that got them banned from playing in america for 10 years nice um I, i don't remember if it had to do with pyro or what but i know that they got in trouble for indecent exposure uh, because during one of their songs in their old set list, uh, dish, which means bend over, um, it's a song about domination, BDSM, yeah. that type of stuff. He would go over to the keyboardist who had a dog collar with a leash on it, and he would bring him to the front of the stage, and he would unbutton the back of pant of his onesies to expose his ass, and then Till would unzip his pants and reach into his pants and pull out a whizinator that was attached to a thing that sprayed beer, yeah. right? And he would start hitting the keyboardist on his ass with this fucking fake dick and then he would turn to this the crowd and start pissing on them with this beer nice. that was like warm beer and he would keep singing and uh they got in a lot of fucking trouble for that doing that over here <laughs> dude that's like what's the what's the fucking female metal singer that was doing the show oh. and had to piss really bad brother that happened an hour from me in jacksonville oh. that was brass against and yeah. She pulled up some dude on stage. She's like, I got to piss so bad. Somebody get up here. And like some dude climbs up on the stage, lays down. And she pulls her pants out and pisses all over him. Oh, she didn't piss him on him. She fucking waterboarded his ass. Uh, so I was she telling people. Pissed all, like there was a fucking <laughs> half a gallon of piss probably. Dude, at least two minutes straight of yeah. just piss stream. And I told somebody like in another Discord I was in. 
I was like, she straight waterboarded him with piss legitimately. And yep. they were like, oh, it couldn't have been that much. And I sent the video and they watched it. Everybody's like, oh my God, that was so much piss. I'm like, dude, I know, dude. So she much. must have been drinking all day. Like, people, people were talking shit about it. But, and I said, I defended her because I was like, A, she had to piss. She could have stopped the show and went somewhere to piss. She made the fucking boss like i like 1000 iq call of doing this on stage knowing it would be controversial because guess what nobody had heard of that fucking band and now she was on national news because she pissed on stage apparently like some of her bandmates were like pissed off about it but you know better to be pissed off than pissed on um like my my thing is bro they're rock stars that's what fucking that's what fucking rock stars do dude they do wild shit d onward uh, Yolandi Visser pulls her pulls her pussy out on stage almost every concert. Shows her shows her tit, shows her crotch, like pulls her pants yeah. down and bends. Like if it's part of your show, it's part of your show. Speaking of, I've got one more thing I would love to go back and see, and that is the first ever Marilyn Manson show because I was watching a little documentary about it, and it was some like music journalist was talking about. He's like, I heard about this show. He's like, I decided to go to it. He's like, I get there. He's like, there's all kinds of crazy shit. He's like, there's a topless lady with a, uh, like Nazi hat on ironing a Nazi flag on the side of the stage. He's like, there's like freak show acts going on all. He's like, apparently it was something to behold. The dude was like, this guy's going to be famous. And yeah, Marilyn Manson was that shock rock, man. Oh, it was yeah. just fucking and awesome. dude, see, I, seeing the way his stage shows are now i can't imagine how that shit was when he was young and super energetic yeah uh, dude when i saw him live he did one song where he like rose up out of the stage and he was standing behind a podium that had oh, two yeah. big lightning bolts on it yep. and i'm like damn son that's pushing some fucking limits right oh, he, there. he did it here he had like the the thing come out and it was like he says almost like a, po- a pulpit podium but it's like he climbed up on it and like you said had the fucking uh his version of the nazi like s's i guess is what it's called yeah. but it was like turned into two m's basically and like he's standing yeah. up there like a, a full-on like priest outfit like uh just singing when, a song when i saw him he was singing the beautiful people yeah and what was hilarious to me is there's the line in that song where he says capitalism has made it this way but old-fashioned fascism will take it away yep. and he's standing behind this fucking podium and i'm just like yep. god he's put so much thought into the artistry for his on-stage oh, yeah. stuff like dude he did the he did one at one of the shows i went to it was an outdoor amphitheater um where he's like on all four like four arm and leg stilts like way up off the stage walking oh, around yeah like, dude, he does a fucking awesome show, man. That's that's for, uh, I believe he does the dope show when, he's done, so, when he comes yeah. out like that. I think so. J- 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 drugs. <laughs> they say made in California. Yeah, it's good shit, dude. Oh, yeah. All right, um, next question. Yeah, let's see. Jeff has a question for me. Dalton, who do you think are the worst drivers, European luxury SUVs or Honda drivers? Um. I'm biased on this because I have a buddy who drives a Honda and I shit on that car any chance I get. So I'm going to say Hondas. See around here, at least anybody (laughs) who drives Lexus, BMW, Audi, Mercedes, like crossovers, small SUVs are the most entitled and the worst. Like I fucking had prime example this morning. There's a fucking Audi behind me. They changed lanes twice to get around me. 
and took like four turns before they went a direction I wasn't going. Never once used a turn signal. Like they're just <laughs> entitled and they're fucking hard. They don't look when they change lanes. Like it's just they'll park almost always on the line of a parking spot. You know what I love to do when I see they parked on the line on the driver's side? I like to take that spot next to them and get as close to their car as I can so that they're not going to be able to open their door when they come out. And it's like, if you parked in the middle of your parking spot, this wouldn't be an issue. (laughs) Yeah. Ow, fuck. I just hit my tooth on the microphone. Yeah, I hate people who fucking do that. Dalton got horny Um, and tried to deep throat his mic. Oh, goddamn, that hurt like a motherfucker. Um... Yeah, dude. I, around here, like everybody who owns a Honda thinks they're a fucking street racer. We get some of that up here, but it's not quite it's as annoying bad. as fuck. It's just I'm like, bro, you're fucking. My lawnmower has a deeper roar than your fucking car. Like, get dude, the the, one, the ones I love about like the Hondas is when they take a factory Honda Civic and put like an AutoZone muffler on it, so it's going wee, but they're not moving at all you're like your car is making all this noise and i like about to honk the horn be like, get the fuck out of the way yeah yeah exactly it's people are fucking dumb yep um okay cody wants to know floats or shakes this is easy for me neither for me i don't i don't like milkshakes i'm not particularly fond of floats either when i eat ice cream i usually just eat ice cream i'm going shakes floats are good shakes are better when, when my mom was pregnant with me, I think she said she drank like a gallon or a gallon and a half of milk a day when she was pregnant with me. So even when I was a baby, I was not a huge fan of milk. So yeah. that's, my mom swears that's why I don't like saltine crackers all that much is because she just lived off of those when she was oh, yeah. pregnant. Um, okay, here's a question that we can answer, but we'll probably never get heard by the person who asked it. Uh, Steph wants to know, how do I clean my controller properly? So it's funny she asked that because like right before she asked that uh, Facebook group I'm in, somebody had said the same thing about their PS5 controller. So the buttons were sticking. The first thing I said was, do you eat while you're playing or do you eat before you play and don't wash your hands? If you're playing video games, always wash your hands first. It's the best thing you can do for your controller because yep. you just got a bunch of what we call hand cheese where it's just grossness on your hands that gets in the seams of the controller gets down in between the buttons and stuff you can if you want to be lazy about it get like a toothbrush and some really high percentage uh, isopropyl alcohol and just stick it in and basically just scrub the shit from around the buttons and sticks and stuff the best thing to do is to disassemble it and just clean all the buttons and stuff with uh, isopropyl. Try to get at least like 91%. Um, you can buy it. Mo- like a lot of pharmacies and stuff will have 91%. If you go to the hardware store, you can get 99%. But it usually comes in like a big tin container. So you have to pour yeah. it into something smaller. That's what I do because I've got a few alcohol bottles at the store. So I just bought the big jug and I got a funnel. Whenever my bottle goes low, I just fill it back up with that 99%. Um, that stuff is fucking strong. Like it's just, even you open it, you're like, whoo, like this is tough. (laughs) But, uh, that's what I do at the store. If I get controllers in that are sticky or just nasty, I'll take it apart, take the buttons out, get a, I use a makeup like pad. So the little like pads women use for makeup removal, they're little like square ones with ridges. 
put some alcohol on and I'll just take the buttons and just wipe them really good with alcohol, sit everything out. If you're not sure how to take your controller apart or you're scared you're going to mess it up, there's a you there's a company called Extreme Rate. They sell like replacement controller shells and buttons and you know, I think I showed you like I did the Samurai PS5 controller. I've got a Great yeah. Wave Switch Pro controller. Um they sell those custom shells, but then they sell like replacement buttons in different colors and all kinds of cool stuff. They have a YouTube channel where they show you how to like install their products and it's, they're extremely thorough with how to take it apart. Like they literally put the screwdriver in the screw, pause the video and show you a little curled arrow of which way to turn the screw. Like that's how thorough they are. So oh, yeah. I've done it before at the store to turn that video on and kind of like watch them do a step, pause it, do that step, unpause, watch the next step. That's the best way to do it. Cause especially PS5 controllers, there's little, uh, there's little ribbon cables that go to like the headphone jack and the microphone that if you take it apart and that falls out, you're never going to know where it goes. So that's the best way is just watch a professional do it and follow as long as they do it. Be able to, th- to get it cleaned really nice, that would be the best way to do it. So if it's just like dirty or like if your thumbsticks are really grimy, a toothbrush or a makeup pad and some alcohol, you can just wipe it off and then just either blow on it or just, you know, wait for it to dry. Do not, apparently, I don't know why, but do not use compressed air like computer duster. Don't spray it down like in your joysticks because apparently it's bad for them. I'm not sure why, but I've been told by industry professionals you're not supposed to do that. So, hmm. um, yeah, if you'll share that link with me in the chat, then uh, I'll put that in the show notes too. Right. To be yeah, I'll do the. I'll people. find one of the PS5 controller videos. But like I said, if you just go on YouTube and search "extreme rate," just the two regular words, and just look at their channel. They've got shit for everything modern at the very minute. Like they've got videos on how to take apart Joy Cons and all kinds. So if you have Joy Con drift. You can actually fix it with like a little piece of index card or something, and you can watch their video on how to take it apart, put that little index card in, put it back together, and fix the Joy-Con drift. So, hell yeah! Uh, holy shit balls! There's been some sort of Freaky Friday bullshit happening, and you two guys have leapt into the other bodies, but only for 24 hours because, well, them's the rules. So. What is one thing that you're going to do over the 24 hours to make your co-host's life better? And after being so nice, what is one thing you do to sabotage them completely? And that comes from Phil. Oh, Philly G. So, if I took over Dalton's body for 24 hours, what would I do to make it better? Hmm. I don't know. I'd maybe try to get you a job or, uh, I don't know. Good luck. help you record an album um far as fucking dalton over if i knew it was 24 hours maybe at like maybe like 29 59 just get the biggest dildo i can and stick it up your ass so as soon as you come back you're just you're just coming back to that (laughs) oh that's not nice (laughs) dog comes back he's like oh i'm finally myself oh god what is that (laughs) i have to poop what is this feeling (laughs) <laughs> uh okay so if i was gonna get in your body with something positive that i would do uh hmm i think i would write i would like make you a big list of like 
nice things about you and I would write it and I would put it next to your workstation and next to your computer and stuff so you would have to read that and I mean like where you could not remove it so you'd have to read that motherfucker or paint over it right so every time that you were going to do something you could be like if you're feeling like you're a piece of shit or something like that then you could really go over and see that and be like well okay well maybe I'm not so bad um you vastly far- underestimate my ability to ignore shit <laughs> <laughs> as far as fucking you over uh I would look through your store inventory and pick out a few games that I really like and then send them to myself for free. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you, have, you, you have something to do while you're recovering from your ripped anus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat Trilogy, perfect in box. Yes, I'll take that. Is, oh, is this Knights of the Old Republic? Take that. Oh, is this, oh, is this Conker's Bad Fur Day, complete in box? Oh, it's worth, oh, I think I'll just, yeah, I'll just add that too. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would also... Maybe instead of the butt thing, maybe <laughs> go in now and I'm gonna like, take your guitars, motherfucker. <laughs> like right at the end, attempt to log into all your accounts and get them locked out for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, cut Dalton off from the world for a day. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? It's like that, uh, that Twilight Zone where you, you have all the books in the world, you're the only person left, and you break your glasses. Yep. <laughs> like the, like when your kid brings you your iPhone, it's like like look look, and they show you where they've attempted to open your iPhone and have locked it out for like 134 hours. <laughs> <laughs> fucker, little fucker. Uh, all right, the one one from Courtney. Uh, what is your most prized possession? I was, I've been thinking about that too because like I don't have a lot anymore. I got rid of most of my stuff. Um. I am particularly proud of. I have a really, really like mint in box copy of Snow Brothers for the Game Boy. That's really cool. Um, I have this T-shirt I've had since like middle school when South Park. You know, and you went to the beach and like there were stores that just had a wall of South Park T-shirts and stuff. I have yeah. a Kenny McCormick T-shirt that like it's ratty as fuck, but I keep it in a drawer. And I like I told Jen when we moved in together, I was like this shirt is ratty if you throw it away i will likely kill you i was like this is something i've had since like middle school i do not ever want to like i don't wear it but i never want to get rid of it it's just tucked away in a drawer and like so that'd probably be that it's not it's not like expensive or cool or valuable or anything it's just something i have that i don't want to get rid of yeah um hold on real quick speaking of kenny Listeners won't be able to see this, but nice. I have this Kenny bowl that an ex-girlfriend bought me. Nice. Um, I think my prized possession is probably going to be my Jaeger Meister guitar. Oh yeah. Just because that was such a cool moment in my life winning that on that main stage of that festival. Um, but like, I'm also still like, I still have my Sega master system games from when I was younger. Nice. And my nin- the original Nintendo cartridges, so like I, I'll hold those near and dear. Um, Fantasy Star, I still have Fantasy Star, and that thing has gone up twenty dollars over the pandemic as far as it's oh, worth. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold, keep holding on to that one, and see how much it goes. Um, and then I have like I have Kevin Smith's book, Tough Shit, that's signed by him. Oh yeah, I've got that book somewhere, but I don't think mine is signed. And it's a, it's a great book. I have the I uh, the audio book too, but. I do have an autograph and a picture with uh, 
John Witherspoon. He's passed away now, so I I hold that near and dear too. Hell yeah. One one that I have that was actually gifted to me, um, but like I'm gonna keep it forever was uh Ryan, uh my buddy who used to do the Steam Machine podcast with me. Yeah. Him and his uh his lady Corinne uh got me the final book in the Vampire Chronicles. It's called Memnock the Devil, right? Nice. It's my favorite book in the series. And they found it in a consignment shop or like a thrift store type thing, and they opened it up, and it was signed by Anne Rice to somebody named Christine. Nice. And and Ryan, Ryan when he hands me the present, he goes, "Okay, I want you to open this, but your name's Christine now." <laughs> and I was like, "What? Why?" And I opened it up, and then I was like, "Oh, dude!" And then he said, "Open the cover," and I opened it, and that's when I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I am Christine." Oh, sweet. So yeah, I just, I have that now. It's over on my bookshelf. Near maybe maybe she signed it to the car and then the car ran her over <laughs> <laughs> well she is dead now she she did die uh last year well there you go <laughs> so see she signed it she signed it to christine christine ran her over <laughs> uh all right this next question comes from chris can a man have bad sex so i wasn't a hundred percent sure what direction this question was going so I'm wondering, like, is it, can a man be bad at sex? Which I'm... No. Obviously, I, I, I'll say obviously with that, yes, there's dudes out there that are that are bad at throwing dick. I think no, it was no, yeah, more but, towards, like, can a woman be bad in bed and can a man have an awful experience having sex with a woman? And absolutely, I've had a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way I thought he was going, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 100%, you can have bad sex. If like, you have not had bad sex couch yourself lucky listen i've been with girls that no matter what position we got in, and like i was talking about earlier like i'm not lacking right and no matter what position we got in i couldn't find traction in that motherfucker for nothing it was just like stabbing air and it's just not fun you, you get tired before you bust a nut and god forbid that like y'all were fucking partying and maybe you guys took some fucking painkillers because you ain't busting a nut yep. all of that sex is going to be for her you get to try to jerk off later and have a heart attack trying to yep. do it <laughs> That I've had uh, a couple of them where I'm trying to think of a nice non-sexist way to word it, but like they kind of their body doesn't regulate their juices. So like when you get in there, it's like just sloppy and gross and great. But then about like thirty minutes in, it's the fucking Sahara Desert. Like they just basically yeah. use all the juice at once, and then there's nothing left, and you're in there like popping condoms and stuff because. There's just nothing. There's just friction and heat. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. rough. I, I had a girl that I dated who almost had like the opposite of that. Like, dude, she would get fucking wet, son, and stay wet. And it was just like. That can be just as bad. Down there. Yeah. And it was like. And it, and it not. Like it, did, like, it wasn't like a scent thing or anything yeah. like that. But it was just like. Yeah. Sometimes like you need a little bit in the middle. Like sometimes there's too little much lubrication. Bit of friction, yeah. It's like I challenge any dude to load your fucking hand and dick up with lube and jerk off and see if it feels good. Because it's like yeah. at a certain point, it's just too slippery to feel anything. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, yes, to answer your question, dudes can absolutely experience bad sex. And if you're one of those guys that's like, oh, any sex is good sex, you probably think any pizza is good pizza, too. <sighs> All right. What's the? We got two more questions. What's the weirdest place you've ever had sex in? That comes to us from Santos Lopez. I'm gonna let you take the reins on that one for now. So I was with a friend of mine. 
I was with a friend of mine. Uh, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, and we were, and I guess we didn't have sex because I've never really had sex in weird places. But we were, my dad was doing a DJ gig for a wedding that was going on uh, at this church in Gainesville. Yeah. And me and my girlfriend were out in the truck waiting for them to get done. And uh, she sucked my dick while we were sitting outside in this church parking lot. So, I mean, like, there's that. <laughs> I want to make a ladies' man reference. It's just be like, in the butt. <laughs> in the butt. But no, like, I've never done really, really crazy stuff like that. Um, Not sex, but when I was in, like, middle school, I finger-banged this chick in the backseat of her mom's van while she was taking me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. So that's that like was, a rite of passage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's probably the craziest thing i have yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think of other weird places and i mean i've done it like like my my ex that i just you know my most recent ex uh the kids were outside playing and she yanked me into the outside laundry room area and shut the door and was like we need to have a quickie right now nice. so like we were just like in the laundry room outside <laughs> but that's about it um all right final question comes in from jeff and he wants to know if you saved the planet, what would be on your hero's list of demands? Uh, money to start with, lots of it, because I don't want to have to do anything else. Yeah. Um, something cool, like I'd want like Ferraris, hypercars they make. You can't just go to a Ferrari dealership and say, I want one of these. You have to be invited to buy one from Ferrari. So I'd be like, I want like a like a Ferrari Enzo or like a SF90 or something crazy like that. Um, I don't want to have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> um, but I also want people like Elon Musk to have to pay taxes. That's like fair. places like Amazon have to pay taxes. Churches have to pay taxes. Yeah, churches have to pay taxes. Like I don't care if you have church, but if you're making millions of dollars at that church, you need to pay taxes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're a church that's pulling in just enough to keep the lights on and stuff, yeah. you're fine. Like, maybe, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, maybe like more seasons of Mission Hill, <laughs> like some TV show that I love that's canceled. I'm like, no, we're bringing this back. I don't care. <laughs> that's like, fair. I save the planet. I want more Mission Hill. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, okay, so I think I would go money as well. I just I want to be set. I want like, to be set for life, and I want my family bloodline to be set for life. Billions and billions and billions. I'll agree with the taxes thing. Make the rich actually pay taxes. Um, and then I would make more of an effort towards global health care and oh, yeah. uh, feeding people. Now, now that I've said that, time to get greedy. So... Anytime I walk into a guitar store, I want to be able to pick whatever guitar I want. That motherfucker's mine. I walk into a game store. I see a game that I want. That motherfucker's mine. I walk into Best Buy. There's a couple TVs and a computer that I really want. Those motherfuckers are mine, right? Here's like, the thing, though. If you have the billion, like $100 billion, that kind of works anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could spend that on other stuff, like <laughs> buying random houses for homeless people or like shit like that like, hey, hey man here's a thousand dollars go overdose i don't know <laughs> so, you know, whatever the fuck we're gonna whatever solve this homeless want. problem one way or the other we're gonna either house them all or kill them all off <laughs> yeah or we're gonna give them enough money that they all just kill themselves with their various vices um 
but I think mostly I would just like want my my family and friends to be set for life. You know what I'm saying? And when if, oh, I, yeah. if I had that much money, like my closest friends, like okay, so say I had, we'll we'll, we'll put a number on it, a hundred billion dollars. Okay, yep. we've already talked about how big that fucking is. Yes, that's never having to worry about money ever again for four or five generations, at least. I would just I would give all of my closest friends like a million dollars and be like here you go and if, if they were like well i can't accept it someone to pay taxes on it and stuff it's like dude I'll, i will cover the taxes yeah. you keep the money i will pay the taxes on it like so you get that entire million yep you know or or, or i'll give it uh, i don't want to give it to them under the table because if you just suddenly have a million dollars that, that can really cause some irs question. problems <laughs> my thing is like what i would do say i won the lottery like instead of just writing my mom a check i'd be like what house do you want to live in i'll pay for it what yep. car do you want to drive? I'll pay for it. Tax papers gonna, come, bring them to me. I'll send a check in. Stuff like that, you know. I'm going to buy a big castle that has yep. like 20, 20, or a big ass house that has like 20 rooms. I'd be like, y'all yep. can come live with me if you want. Yep. Fucking I'm going to buy expense. an island bring, somewhere. <laughs> bring your wife, bring your kids. Dude, just come on. Let's fucking hide have your a good wife, rest hide of our your lives. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> they raping everybody out here. <laughs> That's the third floor. They don't go to the third floor. <laughs> Y'all don't go to the third floor. I got There's a passcode for the third floor. I got two more things I want. I okay. want NFTs to be made illegal completely. <laughs> and I want to be able to slap Mark Zuckerberg on national television. Like I just want him to stand there and I just get to slap the shit out of him as hard as I can. Just because he has a very slappable face. That he does. That he does. Speaking of NFTs, did you see the meme that Kana shared in the Discord where she uh, it said it was like a non-fungible trident? It was for yeah. D&D. And it had these really good stats, but you couldn't actually wield it. You could just carry around a painting of it. And yeah. like other people could roll a D10, and they had a 50, ch- 50 chance of cop- making a perfect copy of it. <laughs> nice. Like, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up, my brother. So let me ask uh, you this. One last oh, yeah, question please. before we go. If you could, with impunity, slap anyone on the planet, who would you pick? You oh get to slap God. the shit out of them and they're not allowed to retaliate. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a good question. But you only get one. Donald Trump. I No. no. I was no. thinking Trump myself. Actually, yeah, no, 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 I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with him because I think that would be the most satisfying. Although Machine Gun Kelly is a close second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just because he annoys the shit out of me. Um, I could think of other people too. Who's that? That fat lady. Uh, that that that. I don't even want to say her name, but you had commented on that. Well, I was like, why are why are people like this bitch famous? Oh and she's yeah. Just fat, fat and obnoxious name, on YouTube. Yeah. She's a YouTuber, and yeah, now she's got like two kids and they're they weren't going to reveal the kids gender because they wanted to be gender neutral but then they had a gender reveal party and all this weird shit like i would slap that woman across the face and i don't hit women but she i would slap her right across i still still think i'd go with zuckerberg just because a he's ruined society with facebook and b he just has a really fucking slappable face do you think if myspace would have stuck around we'd be having the same conversation about tom maybe Maybe. Like, I just feel like he was so much more. 
and maybe it's just because his fucking profile was everybody's first friend. Yeah. So like, you know, he seemed a little more personable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you felt like if you messaged him, he might respond. Whereas yeah. Zuckerberg ain't fucking writing you back. No. You know what I'm saying? But my thing about it is maybe not because like who created Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff? Like you don't hear anything about them. So who knows? I think that's because they don't own it anymore. But I mean, they created it. Like Tom, I don't think owns MySpace anymore. Zuckerberg. No, 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 I, I know that, but Zuckerberg owns Facebook, though. Is yeah, what I mean, like, yeah, Zuckerberg's just a fucking evil person, anyways. Actually, I think he owns Instagram now too. Yeah, they own Instagram and something else. Now Musk, Musk. My understanding is Musk did not actually buy Twitter. He put in a purchase offer for forty-four billion. I think he had to put one billion up front or something like that and then he could wait so i'm wondering almost if he did it knowing people would react poorly and then he could short the stock or something and make money off of it like something like that or i read a thing where like he was trying to back out and twitter wasn't letting him legally back out yeah I don't know. It's been a shit show. I feel like <laughs> in some some way he was trying to con the Twitter stock to make money off of it. So basically, he's like, I'm going to do this, knowing people would react poorly. Then he could back out and buy a shitload of the stock. When the stock goes back up, he makes even more money out of it. I mean, it's just like when he like was making the price of crypto go up, 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 up. Yep. And then he went on Saturday Night Live and made fun of it, and it tanked. Yep, yep. I bet he sold all his crypto before he did oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did that shit on purpose. They all do that. That's like that's yeah, how man. these rich people stay. Like, my buddy was telling me yesterday, he shared something on Facebook. He said the, the collective wealth of the wealthiest people in the world went up like $50 trillion over the pandemic. Said so the top, and it's like the top 10 people in the world got most of that, whereas tens of millions of people fell into extreme poverty so it's like my solution is let's mad max this bitch make thunderdome collect all these cocksuckers up and make them fight to the death for our entertainment eat the rich yes <laughs> oh, like, man. we have Do a problem you, uh... with like tigers and lions and stuff in the wild they can't find food blah 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 there's a bunch of food for them right there you take all these billionaires drop them in lion t- pens and shit make <laughs> joe exotic in charge of it <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now that would be a world to live in right there yeah. joe exotics let's charge. make joe He's exotic there. president from prison like he can pardon himself and then he gets to go be president he's gonna legalize all kinds of cool shit like guns gay and owning and tigers and yeah gay marriage and crystal meth and all kinds of cool shit <laughs> What's funny is supposedly he's never really been into drugs. Like you read his his memoir, he said he tried all that shit when he was younger and he didn't like the way it made him feel, so he never partu- partook of it again. But he has a type of man and they're all like these skinny tattooed drug addicts and he's he's the type of person that wants to please his partner to keep him around so he would you know let him do all this sh- crazy shit. Because, you know, he wanted him to be happy. <laughs> Fucking wild, dude. Like, the dude, like, reading his book, I'm sure it's not all 100% accurate. I'm sure there's a little bit of liberties taken in the story. But he seems like he's a genuinely honest, caring person that just kind of had a huge personality. And some people railroaded him, you know, taking advantage of it to make themselves 
be in a better position. So yeah. hate it for him, but and, at the same time, like it, if that's how you act, that's that's the risk you take, I guess. And and speaking of uh, next week, sir, I'm going to uh, request that you bring on your Joe Exotic letter and read oh, yeah. it because we oh, yeah, we never did that. get around to that. Yeah, I got to do that. All right, then. Let's uh, go through the housekeeping, and then right. we can get on out of here, my good sir. If you would like to send us an email, which, which, by the way, we got an email that we won't touch on quite yet, but it is interesting, and we I will possibly report back. I don't want to reveal what it is, but I will say we got offered to do a product review on the show and I'm interested in what the listeners think of it. This particular product, it will be a very, very fun topic to review, I think. But I don't know if it's, I emailed them back. I'm waiting to hear back from them as far as like if they're trying to do a sponsorship, if they wanted advertisement or they literally just wanted to send us some product and have us give an honest review. Because personally, I feel like Dalton agrees with me here. I'm not going to shill something that I don't think is a good product. So I will do an honest yeah. review. If we get it and it's shit, I'm going to say it's shit. I don't like it. I'm not going to be like, since they, you know, paid us money or gave us free product, I'm going to talk favorably about something. I'm going to be honest about it because that's who I am. But yeah. let us know if that's something you'd be interested in us doing product reviews. Cause we could even do like, not just from companies. We could just pick random products that we both have and review them candy bars or any kinds of crazy shit yeah and that could be fun so please let us know for sure oh, yeah. but we could like the uh oh go ahead if we get enough donations maybe we'll do an episode of like that one chip challenge <laughs> where we both yeah, just right. eat that one chip and then just record us hacking and throwing up and shit for 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the the first video on the yaspod patreon yeah maybe <laughs> Us, we us dying from eating super hot chips. <laughs> Dude, speaking of, there's some at Walmart. What's their great value or whatever their brand is? Yeah. Like 90 cent bag of chips, like the big family size bag. It's like a red bag and it's like basically their version of flaming hot potato chips. And when you open the bag and take the chip out, this chip is, I'm not lying to you, fucking red, like Ferrari red. I ate one of those motherfuckers and I was like, holy shit. It was one of the hottest things I'd ever eaten in my life. <laughs> like I kept the bag I, just to like give chips to other people and be like, try this chip. <laughs> I have a bag of, uh, I think they're Utz brand, but they're like the red hot chips and yeah, they're oh, yeah. red. Those things are so fucking good, dude. I love spicy food. Um, Eric from factory sealed. Uh, I saw him one time talking about, I think it was Cody who actually asked us the question, uh, floats or shakes. When they did their last get together thing, he brought the Paki. I don't know how to say that word. The uh, the ones who do the ghost or the ones that do the uh, one chip challenge. Yeah, they have like regular bags of ghost pepper chips that you can get. Oh yeah, and they're delicious, but they are fucking hot, son. And apparently, Eric was like, "Those things are fucking Satan chips." <laughs> Dude, did I ever tell? I never told you my experience with the ghost peppers. Was, no, please go ahead. I was dating this girl, and we go to a. Uh, like Applebee's or Chili's or something for dinner, right? She orders chicken wings and she's like, I want the spiciest you have. And so the guy brings it to her, right? And she's eating it. And she's like dipping the wings and she's like, this is not super spicy. And the waiter comes over and is like, how is everything? And she was like, man, she's like, I was really hoping this would be a little spicier. And this motherfucker, I'm not lying to you. Like he's fucking dealing drugs. He like, like looks back and forth. He's like, 
I got something in my car if you want to try it. He's like, it's it's way spicier. He's like, it's ghost pet, like dried ghost pepper. And she's like, I mean, like he's acting like he's like, oh, I got some PCP in my car. You want some? <laughs> and she was like, I'll try it. So he's like, okay. He like goes out to his car, comes back, like goes in the back, gets a, what's it called? A ramekin, the little bowls. Yeah. Like full of this like ghost pepper flakes. Looks like red pepper you get at like Pizza Hut. She dumps it in the sauce she has. And I'm talking about this was like half a ramekin full, dumps it in and like mixes it up. I don't do like wings and sauce and shit. So she like takes a bite of it and it's like, hmm, it's not really that hot. Cause I don't know if you know, if you mix ghost pepper with stuff, it takes a little bit to yeah. build up in your system. Me being the fucking idiot I am, I went, licked my pinky and like ran it in the bowl and just did this. And just touched the tip of my tongue with the ghost pepper flakes on my pinky. <laughs> it literally felt like I took a big lighter and like lit it and held it for like five minutes. Got that metal real nice and hot and just stuck it to my tongue. That's how hot that yes, shit sir. was. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like I start like chugging my drink. Like the waiter comes over. I'm like, more drink, more drink. And I'm just sitting there chugging. <laughs> it's she's eating her wings it starts hitting her and she's starting to have the same reaction but since she's eating her whole mouth is burning like that and she's just like oh my god oh my god oh my god she's like she's like bring me ranch or something like i need like something and the dude was like just fucking grinning because he knew what he had done yeah (laughs) and like dude it's just the funniest like it finally stopped burning and i was like oh my god i'm never doing that shit again and like the guy like we gave him a good tip because he was super cool about it and stuff and like patooish i've never it wasn't even like spice it was just like like it was fucking fire like i put a fire on the tip of my tongue and just let it burn i know all too well that feeling uh when me and my dad were in new york we went to chelsea market which is like a big indoor market in new york city oh yeah and there's this little area where they sold like fancy different kinds of olive oils where you could get like pomegranate infused olive oils and stuff like that well they had all kinds of different salt and one of the ones they had was ghost pepper salt. <laughs> so I did the little thing and got a pile of it in my hand. And I went over to my dad because my dad likes spicy food like me. And I said, hey, man, this is ghost pepper salt. Let's each take a pinch it, throw it in our mouths and see what it's like. He goes, all right. So we each took a pinch of it, dropped it in our mouths. We swirl it around we're like, hmm, that's pretty good. Holy shit. Yep. And our mouths were immediately on fire. And we went over right next to this place was a fucking... Uh, like a little microbrew beer place where you can get beer. And we went over there immediately and we're just like, yeah, we need beer. (laughs) (laughs) It was brilliant. I'm like, dude, I bet that beer place makes so much money off people trying this salt and stuff and getting thirsty, walk over, get a beer. The beer place is probably paying for the ghost pepper salt for them to sell. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're not selling any of that shit. People are only going to taste it. (laughs) <laughs> you'll sell a bottle to somebody who wants to fuck their friends over later on yeah i almost got some to bring home and be like hey you should try this to people <laughs> give them a pinch of it it's just salt don't worry about it yeah i remember uh my buddy leo old lenny uh i had this i had or i had it it's gone now but i had this hot sauce called gator death roll oh, and yeah. at the hot sauce place in saint augustine it was an eight out of ten on the hot scale and he was like, yeah, I like hot sauce. It's not that bad. you know." And so I dipped a toothpick in that motherfucker and just handed uh, it to him. Yep. And he sucked the toothpick off. <laughs> and he, he sat there and he's like, yeah, it's not so bad. About a minute goes by. 
His leg starts bouncing a little bit. <laughs> yo, Dalton, yo, Dalton, can I get a can I get a Coke? <laughs> yeah, man, sure. He goes over and he gets a diet Pepsi. He ain't gonna fucking do all jack shit of helping him. He cracked that motherfucker open and downed the entire fucking thing. And I was like, you want some milk? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take some milk. I gave, <laughs> I gave him a glass of milk and then he started calming down. But I was like, yeah, don't fucking tell me. Yeah, I'll take, I like hot sauce because I'm going to give you the hottest shit I got. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Dude, my uncle um, made some uh, chicken wings one time for a party and put some, uh, I forget what it was, but some crazy shit on it. So nobody ate them at the party. So they had some stray cats were getting in their garbage cans. So he set the plate of chicken wings out by the garbage cans and the stray cats never came back. <laughs> I bet. I bet. My fucking, I remember my buddy Josh and his buddy Mikey. So at the time I was hanging out with Josh's younger brother. Um, anyway, they were making chili and they put a bunch of bomb in it. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched Hot Ones, um, but bomb. The bomb is really fucking hot and tastes like chemicals. Like it's not a good hot sauce. It's just really fucking hot. And they put a bunch of it in there in the chili. And that stuff started cooking. And like you know that that smell you get when chili's cooking. You're like, oh, yeah. mm, like you could smell this. No, dude, it was like, oh, that is like pepper pepper spray. We had to leave the house because <laughs> you couldn't go in there without oh, your man. eyes burning and just your lungs burning from breathing it. It was yeah. bad, bro. So it yeah, was bad. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out without even asking Dalton. Will let us know in Facebook, email, uh, Discord, whatever. If we can raise a thousand dollars, we will live stream Dalton and I doing a one chip challenge with no drink. We'll eat the chip and just sit there. Thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, dude. I, if I'm gonna do that shit, I need to pay some bills off. <laughs> that's fair like that's dude, fair. and there's no time there's no like time limit on it like if we can raise so a thousand dollars we'll do a, a video yeah t- 10 years from now somebody's yeah, gonna be like hey by the now. way by the way you're at 99998 here i'm gonna donate two cents <laughs> i know because it would be like there would be like 950 dollars, and there'd be like 50 dollars left and nate would be like no, yeah, that would be funny. And he would just yeah. donate $50 and then just sit back and watch us suffer. <laughs> I mean, we will do it live stream. We will do it. We'll we'll set a time limit. We can't drink anything for like five minutes after eating it or something and just have to sit there and suffer. I, I well, yeah, okay. Because with your stomach stuff, I was going to say, I think we should do the one chip challenge at like 250 And if we had 1000 do like a Reaper. Or we had to eat a reaper, but that might fuck you up yeah, completely. That, that would probably fuck me <laughs> up. I don't know if I could do that. Eating a reaper, but yeah, if you uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, if you, like, or, if you want to ask us a question or just or what, yeah, let us know what number you think is the right number for us to make that video because we're gonna fucking suffer doing that. But be reasonable. Yeah, yeah be, be reasonable. reasonable. <laughs> Twenty bucks ain't cutting it. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can contact us uh, yet another BS pod at gmail.com. You know, if you want to ask us a question and remain anonymous or you just don't have social media, you can hit us up there. Um, if you do have social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash yet another BS podcast. Uh, you can also find us over on Twitter at Yabspod, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D. And you can find uh, Jeremy at Just Call Me Jezza. And you can find me at Super Nerd Dalton. And... If you would like to like, check out our show notes that I try to uh, at least put our songs of the week in. So to give you an easy place to find them, uh, it's yabspod.wordpress.com. And if you like the sound of my voice and you want to hear me talk more shit about other things, uh, I do the Steam Machine podcast 
with Nate and Willie, and then I also do the JRPG Report, uh, which is a weekly JRPG news show. And uh, Steam Machine Podcast is a PC gaming podcast where we play through my enormous backlog. Uh, and since you plugged it last week, I'll plug it this week. Uh, if you want to go to nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com, uh, if you like our show music and stuff, I made that. Uh, I go make a little electronic music. Please, please go buy some albums because uh, since I'm out of work at the moment, like anything helps me keep the lights on. So like that would be sweet. Uh, and I was working on some new music. Uh, I might I might end this week's episode with one of the songs that I'm working on for the new album. So that'd be fun. I don't know which one to do though. I don't know. I, I had two. I have the City of Wind and Stars, and then I have Gordam Freeman Sloppy Toppy. <laughs> there was a song I've got to think of. It. <laughs> um, I was gonna be like Dalton. You need to do like a a metal cover of this song but now i can't remember if i figure it out i'll send you a message please do please do because i love doing metal covers they're fun for sure yeah. well all right man uh for jeremy i think uh or for jeremy i'm not even there yet i think that about wraps it up my brother so like thank you all for listening uh thank you for downloading please go leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast that does help us out a lot and for jeremy i'm dalton and as always guys see you later Take it easy.